This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> it sure is, and we can hear it all. Hi, folks. Oh, wow. Look at this room filling up. Yeah. John Dorsey. Good to see Jesus you, Jesus Christ. Look at these people. Scott, look at these. Iris. Oh, my goodness. Look at Jesus Christ. All these fucking rock stars, man. <laughs> we'll let everyone get in, get settled. Did I see Iris? Yes, Hi. you do. I'm here. Iris. Hey, Hi, baby. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Jack? Um, I would like to read that poem, um, our poem tonight, but I wanted to get your permission to read it out loud in public. Oh, the one you post. Yeah, I would I would love that. Thank you. Okay, cool. Hey, Jack, I do you want to read that earlier? Do you want to read I that study. later? I, 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 if there's room on the list, I will read the ones that are that's attached to my art or the one that's Eraser. attached to I love Razor's yeah. here. Razor, oh my God, look at hey, that. Hey, buddy. Hi, Razor. Oh my God, I I am really blessed, you guys. Thank look you at, so look much. Look at the show. Look at the shy. Look at look at that long fucking hair you got, Razor. I, I think I'm in. Brandon. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's Petter and his blindness. <laughs> All right, let me check messages man, here, Jesus everybody. Christ, man, I have Razor, how's the baby doing? What's that? How's the baby doing? Uh, we all got COVID right now. Oh, gosh. We're hunkering hey, down. Sorry. Sitting here, got COVID. Yeah, how many people have COVID? Hey, hey Richard. Hey, Scott, <laughs> what's up, brother? Razor, how do you feel? Razor, you all right, man? Uh, all good? I'm at 100.2, so I'm not so bad. <laughs> this is oh, round two for you, right? Three. Yeah. Three? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I did no, I I almost went to the hospital uh 48 hours ago, but um Monica nursed me through it, so I didn't have to go. It's an hour drive, so I'm glad that didn't happen. And you want to move up to the top of towards the top of the list so you can check out and go get some rest? I'm I'm cool. I'll, I'll go whenever. I'm, okay. All right. Thank you, man. Sick, man. Sorry, you guys are all sick, Razor. Yeah, absolutely. Dorsey, you all right, brother? Uh, you know, as as good as I'm gonna be. I got I got my my Artemisia tea. And I've got my awake-ish coffee for my COVID. Uh -huh. I well, and I have my ginger tea, so in my Albert Camus mug. Awesome. This, this is a special edition by the Emotional Orphan. You can find his stuff at Red Bubble <laughs> slash Emotional Orphan. How convenient! Wait, mm. wait, how wait, that happened? On Facebook. Mm, so I wonder how that happened. <laughs> I'm gonna. You want me to, or you think we're we're ready to go on Facebook? We're good. Yeah, just so everybody knows, there is. Uh, if you've got people who are watching tonight, that uh, we do have a, we do have a, um, we are broadcasting on Facebook on the Collapse Press page, on the Collapse Press page. That's uh, on Facebook. That's where that's where people can watch if they don't want to be on Zoom, basically. Okay. Let me just... And I've got a reading order that I'm going to post in the chat screen for everybody, so you can get a like, like 
a nice uh, a nice early great great to see SA Griffin in the room. Hey, good. Hey, it's been yeah, a while. Say, it's been a minute, SA. I'm doing okay. All right. Uh, Diana good Rose is showing on the list, I, but I know I, Diana I Rose is going to be here tonight. Yeah. Um, I think Diana Rose may have had to cancel out. She's yeah. having some issues as well. So um, now here's I want to. I'm going to make. Um, so we're recording, and I think we're and now we're streaming. All right. I'm going to announce real quick uh, before because we got a lot. We got a lot of people on the bill tonight, and uh, and, a, and a lot of amazing people. This is an all-star spectacle to say the least. Um, what I've got going here are. Uh, We've got raffle. If you want to be part of the raffle, please put your name in the chat screen and say, I want to be part of the raffle. Um, and we have open mic listings. Uh, we have one signed up for the open mic. If you want to be on the open mic, chat, hit, hit me up privately or, or in the chat screen. Uh, I've got, we've got six spots available for folks who want to be on the open mic. But if you see your name, if you see your name on the list, then that means you don't need an open mic spot. The open mic spots are listed in, in that. And we'll post that list again in a little bit. Um, but that's uh, Alexandra. I say you say you're on the list, but Alexandra, you are the first open mic slot that I've got uh, going there. So, And, um, and we, already, we already have an addition to the, to the raffle package. Thank you, Bear. Good to see you in the room. And we are going. And so yeah, so uh, folks who are interested in the raffle, go ahead and put your names down in the raffle. There are prizes tonight. There are books to be won, chat books, independent press books. Jack's also going to tell you about some prints that he's got going. But uh, but Jack's going to start. Jack's going to tell you about that after I uh, hand it off to uh, Lynn Alexander here uh, to introduce the man of the hour and uh, he'll tell a little bit about why we're doing this tonight. Lynn, what do you got for us? Well, first of all, thank you guys. <clears throat> Sorry, thank you guys so much for being here. You know, it's, of course, it's, it's amazing to look out and, and see everybody on here. Um, you know, Jack and I go back a while as a lot of us do um, in the small press community. And, you know, community is why we're here tonight because, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I believe that um, you know, when you're able to help somebody else, you should, you know, you, you know, uh, and I think that um, we have the ability to step in and, you know, show that we care about one another. That's, you know, that's what community is for is, is to lift one another up when we can. And I think a lot of you know that um, Jack has done, you know, he's done amazing work with the podcast. He's, you know, just, you know, done so much for the community. So we had this idea that, you know, maybe we would try to do something here tonight and get a group of poets together, put on a show, um, celebrate Jack and in, in all the things that he's done. But also, you know, if, if you have the ability to, like, I'm not even gonna bullshit about it. You know, if, if you have the ability to put a little something in to, you know, um, we're trying to make it fun. We're trying to do, you know, some raffles, giveaways, prizes. But, you know, at the end of the day, what this really is about is if you can, please do. You know, so we will be putting some links up. There is a GoFundMe. Um, if you've already donated, um, we thank you. If you have not yet, um, every little bit helps. This is not a shaming situation. This is a celebrating situation. So, um, you know, if you can, you know, try. If not, you know, just, just being here. I think being here matters. Um, and I know it matters to Jack. And Jack is dear to us. And 
Um, I'm going to turn it over to Jack, the man of the hour, because that's that's why we're all here. But just, you know, appreciation from, from all of us for you guys being here. Um, and so as Paul was saying, um, you know, I think we're going to have a very active chat tonight. <laughs> we're going to, you know, we're going to have a lot of things in there. You know, we, we have the open mic um, and we're, we're going to be raffling off some books. So we have a pretty full evening. So the only thing I ask, because I'm always, you know, the, the nag of the situation is when other people are reading, if you could just mute so that, you know, we can all listen and hear, um, you know, that's. That's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, by all means, you know, I believe we have captions enabled. I hope we do. Um, you know, so if, if that's helpful for you, um, and if you do not want to be on camera, um, you know, certainly no pressure to be. So, okay, Jack, welcome. Jack Varnell. Hey. I'm, I'm giving instructions to a member of our community who's having a difficult time. Um, Look, I, you know, I hear all this crap and I certainly love the, the nice things that are being said. And I cannot express the overwhelming emotion I feel at the people who have showed up. Because not only is it the ones who I've been tied to the longest, but it's also in a lot of ways the people who understand but maybe can't do much except their own mission in this world. And that's what this is about to me, is it's about a mission to make sure that the East Coast poets get heard on the West Coast and the West Coast gets heard in London and that the London poets get heard in Ireland and that the Irish poets get broadcast on a fucking wall in a club in Destin, Florida, okay? That's the vision. And the end of goal of that is there needs to be a place online where I can go and read, you know, S.A. Griffin's book because it's been banned at the schools, you know, or whatever the case might be. We've got a <laughs> library of places where, you know, those kind of things will be protected. That's what we want to see happen. We, it's about the mission of we all love what we do. We all do it with a passion. And then we share it amongst ourselves. And the rest of the world really doesn't see what we do. So by opening up this community to a worldwide audience, we're expanding our own audience as well. So you get to sell more books in different places, or you have books in your closet that you have never sold that you got a place to sell them. You got PDF versions you want to sell for 99 cents, for now till the end of time, you can do that, you know, all kinds of options. So the little point is the everlasting, evergreen quality of the mission. And I want Bobby Sue in the suburbs of Birmingham, Alabama, to be able to read about Kerak if that's what she wants to do. And there's a line in one of your books out there that will change her fucking life if the world doesn't block her from it. And that's my job. So I appreciate you all supporting me. I appreciate you all seeing how hard I've worked on this for so long. And I, I, I could go into all kinds of stories about health and wham, 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 but that's not what this is about. This is about, I'm, I'm on a timeline here and I gotta get this shit done. 
and I appreciate your help in that mission. Thank you. I'm supposed to turn it over to somebody. I don't know who. Yeah, I think that's I think that's me, Mr. Man. And then we're going to get going, and then we're going to get going on the list. Hold on. Uh, I did put up the uh, link to Jack's GoFundMe in the um, in the screen, and let's see. One person that wanted to sign up for Jonathan Eaton in Canada. Yes, I have you at number three on the open mic list, John. The open the open mic readers are going to be sprinkled throughout the lineup tonight. Um, so that's uh, that's that's something to look forward to. Something that'll kind of mix it up as we go through. Uh, so thank you for being there. So uh, I'm going to get us started tonight. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to fluff. It's really hard with this all star spectacle lineup to pick somebody to go first. Iris, I appreciate you taking the taking the ball, but you're not going first. I'm going first tonight, and uh, and that'll and that'll 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 fluff a little bit. And then after Iris on deck, we have the the one the only who I was so glad to meet in person just a last couple weeks ago, Richard Modiano, swing, taking practice swings on deck before after uh, Iris goes. But I'll read up. I'll set up Iris here with this piece. This piece is called The White Christian Fundamental Nationalists Are Stoned Again This Morning on Their Own Ball Sweat. It's Neocon's Eve tonight in Arizona or wherever. Fight or flight now for God's beautiful queers, black and brown families in perpetual mourning, protection gun rackets for sale on every corner. QAnon, our new ministry of information. Prince DeVos smells broken glass smells fire, the blood of the vulnerable, an Afrikaner bully made hot with lust for the powerless. Teenage martyrs, rifles strapped to their Bibles, marching red youth uniforms, while white Jesus rocks out with Ted Nugent and Jonathan Cain, all making sure commie Jesus, who tips over the banker's tables in the temple, knows which side of the room to line up on. Don't get too close to our non-aborted baby Jesus. Everything is on the table here in the United States of Russia, a flat earth-centered cosmos, and the will of angry, invisible men who all live in the sky. Thank you. Yep, bringing it all in, bringing it all in there. So um, I am going to go back to work in the list. But so for features tonight, I have features. We ask that you keep it between five and seven minutes. Open micers, we ask you to keep it between three and four minutes as we got a big list to work through here. So uh, on deck, taking practice swings, we got Richard Modiano, but up to bat right now to get us started tonight. I could not ask for a bigger, a bigger rock star, at least on the West Coast to open up the show. Please give a big, big hand for Iris Perry. Um. Wow, this is amazing. And I can't even tell you. So happy. I'm so happy to see everyone. And Jack, I'm so happy that we can all be here for you. You've helped so many people. And this is the absolute very least that we could do. And um, I'm going to read something that um, uh, I just had published. I wrote it a while back, but it, it just got published for the very first time in Beat Not Beat, which is uh, edited by Essay Griffin and Rich Ferguson and Alexis Ron Fancher and a few other people's names that I do not remember. And it's on Moontide and it's called Feral Like Me and it's for my cat Lola. Um, and here we go. I think about you and how much we're alike, both left for dead on streets too angry and brutal with people that have love on their lips and bloodlust in their eyes, hearts, 
soles and groins as they dangle the carrot and say, here, kitty, kitty. I look at you and think how much we're like, both left for dead on streets littered with venom, vacant of empathy and painted with empty promises at the intersections of fuck you and fuck me. Intersections that devour souls at a mere whisper and the hearsay of love, vulnerability, honesty, and the scent of kindness. I look at you and think how much we're alike, both left for dead. We are both left for dead by the very ones that gave us life. I know I saved you and you saved me as you were being swallowed by a quicksand of leaves, an old tire, a carburetor, and houses foreclosed out there in the avenues and the streets where souls go to die. And the last things that come the closest to touching their unwanted bodies are chalk and tape for protection that come just a little too late. I look at you as you lay beside me. I feel warm knowing I saved you and you saved me. I put my hand out to touch your face and you bite me and then you lick as if to apologize for your nature, your instinct. And I let you as I know you only do it because you're feral like me and I love you for it all the more. Thank you. Is that all, is that all you got for us tonight, Iris? Or? I, yeah, I wanna hear everybody else, but thank I you. I understand, I understand, appreciate it. Very much appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you, everybody give Iris a big hand. All right. Uh, next up is uh, our, uh, on deck, taking practice swings, is our first open mic reader, Ange, uh, Alexandra P., all the way from Greece, perhaps our furthest traveled uh, member tonight. Uh, but now, up to bat, please welcome Richard Modiano. Richard, good to see you again, buddy. Good to see you, too. saw the red cigarette glow on the cop's mouth, and I hurried on. He must have been on a break with his partner, and I'm walking at this late hour in the deserted park. Just couldn't sleep. No intent, just insomnia. I feel like I have sneak thief, prowler, written all over me. How silent they are, those cops, men with guns. Seeing me quicken my pace, what did I do wrong? On the ghastly light of the halogen lamps, my misshapen shadow, somehow monstrous. I'm trotting now out of the park, back to the street. My breath in the chill night air, out of the sight of the cops, I feel human again. After discovering the beat generation, Bob Dylan, free jazz, and revolutionary politics at age 16, there was no turning back. But I didn't land in New York City's Lower East Side until I was in my 20s. Then home to Mama, the New York Poets Cafe, the Grassroots Tavern, the Socialist Workers' Party headquarters, 339 Lafayette Street, 
where the Congress of Racial Equality, the War Resisters League, the Socialist Party, and the Free Association were housed under one roof. And the New York City General Membership Branch of the IWW, 119 East 10th Street, a couple of doors from St. Mark's in the Bowery and the Poetry Project. The toll that the Lower East Side was in an advanced state of disintegration, it was so much livelier than anything I had known before that I found it hard to imagine how it could have been better, even though the neighborhood was hard hit by crime. I had the unparalleled experience of community life on the Lower East Side, which was the closest thing to marvelous anarchy it has ever been my pleasure to experience. Despite battles with landlords, harassment by cops and muggers, the artists who live there and their, and their allies, old-time Bowery bums, prostitutes, drug addicts, winos, gays and lesbians, and other outcasts maintain a vital community based on mutual aid and in which being different was an asset rather than a liability. In this community, made of many races and ethnicities, the presence of solidarity and equality was second nature to almost everyone. We were all poor, but no one was hungry, and newcomers had no trouble finding a place to stay. In the Lower East Side of the 1970s, what mattered was poetry, freedom, creativity, and having a good time. To paraphrase an old aristocrat, those who did not live before the gentrification We'll never know how sweet life was. And I'm going to close with this one. As, uh, as Gregory Corso once said, always leave them laughing if you can. Comrade, I like to read and write in coffee shops. Old habit, escape from noisy lodgings of bygone days. I share the place with the gentrified locals fixated on glowing screens of loam, yakking about what's cool with, if with others, talking about dreams of screenplays and auditions with the eagerness of youthful promise. They pay me no mind, the old fellow in threadbare clothes, scribbling in a pocket notebook with a fountain pen. The young barista, pierced, braided, tattooed, took the money and handed me a coffee. And as we made the exchange, I said cheerfully, thanks, comrade. Leaning in and glancing from side to side conspiratorially, the barista whispered back, how did you know I was a communist? Thanks. It was thank you, Richard. No topic, but that last you closed, I just closed that so beautifully. Thank you so much. All right. well, the way Greek Isles is uh, uh, um, um, I just have Alexander 
that's all I have. That's all I have. Alexander, what have you got for us? Um, hello from Greece. So can you see the graphics going by? Yes, we can. Thank you. Okay, great. This is Flying 13 from the Flying series. My trembling personality, my galloping personality. Let my flaws in, let my virtues in. Battling, balancing between earthly and ideal behavior. Riding with warrior duties, flying with festive ceremonies. Ancestors and descendants transforming protogenic instinct and barbarity into cultured, refined nobleness. All personalities becoming one. Following the smoke of Ithaca, wayfaring my own boat. Ruins behind, dreams ahead, expectations blending with sirens' songs. Punishments and rewards repenting and enriching our voyage. Crusading, descending and ascending, scarring and rejuvenating. My trembling mind, my galloping mind. Let my fears in, let my visions in. Battling, balancing between earthly and ideal reality. Riding past fallen Troy, flying towards sacred temples. Poetry and prophecies transforming missions and experiences into immortal knowledge and treasures. All minds becoming one. Unadorned words enchanting the fiery dragon of the golden fleece. Angels and dart all ablaze, burning down all molds. Prometheus gifting profound new templates and ideologies. Lighting up matter and spirit, earth and sky. My trembling heart, my galloping heart. Let my sorrows in, let my raptures in. Battling, balancing between earthly and ideal love. Riding through tempestuous waves, flying through moonlit water lilies. Silver cocoons transforming hurt and trauma into soft silken chrysalids. All hearts becoming one. Hovering above Earth's wounds, embracing the altar of healing. Mystical muses weaving threads of sweetness, of solace. Resilient yarns guiding us through labyrinths of personal growth. Yeah. Initiating, elevating each journey of each relationship. My trembling soul, my galloping soul. Let my sins in, let my blessings in, battling, balancing between earthly and ideal liberation, riding into dichotomized horizons, flying into cosmic rays, eternal divine laws transforming dark ancient forces into golden propulsion and pulsation, all souls becoming one lighting up my own path, a path unique to me. Purgatory's sun holding turmoiled memories, inflexible desires, escaped hopes, 
rising and setting in the azure of the sea, in the azure of the spirit, surging into eternity with full sails, all my efforts maturing, our trembling civilizations, our galloping civilizations. Let our tribulations in, let our exultations in, battling, balancing between earthly and ideal humanity. Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you so much, Alexandra. That was beautiful. And thank you for the visual presentation as well. Really appreciate that coming across. Uh, and just really good to have here tonight. Uh, let me bring my video up just real quickly um, so I can say this. Uh, I will, I'm going to hand it over to Mr. Varnell here in just a moment uh, because he's got to talk about. So we have some high, we have some big ticket items for sale tonight. Uh, Chapbooks generously donated by uh, Scott Young out of uh, out of Missouri. Uh, but also, Jack has got uh, some prints that are available. People who make donations of $50 or more uh, are eligible for these prizes. And uh, if, you, when you make, if you make a donation of 50 or more, indicate uh, which of the prizes you might be interested in. With Scott's Chapbooks, that's a first-come, first-served basis. And we'll be talking about Scott's Chaps in a little bit. Um, and, uh, but with Jack, it's a little more involved. We, Jack can take as many requests for prints as he wants, but I'm going to hand it, but before I hand it over to Jack, I'm just going to announce who's on deck. Our reader on deck is S.A. Griffin, followed by Fran Locke. But in the meantime, Jack, can you, uh, can you give us a little rundown about the, uh, about the prints and how, uh, what you're offering for those? And you're on mute, my friend. That was my best elevator pitch too. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have access to prints, Paul, um, um, but at some point tonight, we will show the prints. Um, basically, one is a collection of chapbook covers and or interior art for a series that's about 350 pieces altogether um, about the come, becoming a, a, and being an emotional orphan. And the, uh, ent the, the entire collection will be called The Warp Lives of Blameless Children. Um, so I have some pieces of art that are, that are available there. There's, I believe, five pieces there. Second to that, I have a more tropical um, couple of pieces that are very specific. You'll see the word babushka on the, uh, at least the image prints. And the, the purpose for charging $50 for all of the above is because with that, that basically gets you a spot. And then we can confer on what it is you actually want. Do you want an eight by 10 print? Do you want a canvas, you know, wall size picture? What is it that you want or need? And then I can go to my, my manufacturers and come up with the best price and stuff. And we'll figure out the rest after the 50 bucks, either before or after. So 50 would be the minimum. And if you want a big old, you know, canvas print that's framed, then that would be a, 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 an alternative. The, the point is it's personal concierge service that comes along with it for that cost. So that's how, how it will work. 
Um, if you're interested in the art itself, put your 50 bucks in the kitty, put, make sure that there's a note there that you want one of the prints and let me know personally, any way that you have available, I'm everywhere. And, um, and you know, we'll schedule the time and go walk through what the options are and what you actually want. If you just want a t-shirt, you can get a t-shirt, you know, whatever the case might be, but that logs down your opportunity it's, it's to have that hour or two that it takes to get you exactly what you want. I can do, I mean, I've got credenzas if you want to do a credenza. You know, I've got um, sunshades if you want sunshades for your patio. You know, it just depends on what you want and what you need. And if you're going to invest your money in it, I'd rather you do it with somebody who knows how it works. And I can go to my best provider. I mean, I got a guy that prints right around the corner, too. So um, it's the concierge service that you're really paying for up front. We'll, we'll worry about the art part later. Makes sense. So if you see when you're looking at my art, just know that you pay 50 bucks and that buys your opportunity and you're pretty much in the deal for any of the prints. Um, I just don't want, I don't want to put these out on the free market. Um, I would rather do that individually with you guys because these are special and they've never been seen anywhere but here. So that would, that's the whole purpose is to generate some life for the books as well. So, and keep my ass in gear. So <laughs> there you go. And that's the story on the art. And SA, I guess you're up. Brother. Thank you for being here. Unmute myself, I did it there. Thank you. Uh, those are beautiful images, by the way. And I'm sorry, I had no idea that there was any of this going on, I guess, because I'm not on face crack, I don't know anything but I'm glad to give you some bread. I'll be dropping some bread in later and then we'll talk about all that. But uh, beautiful images, they really are. I'm, I'm really uh, honored to be here and be a part of all this. And I owe a couple of people letters. Dan, I owe you one, I owe you an email. And I know that Victor Clevenger, I owe him one. And uh, a couple of other people, I've been really deep in the throes of finishing my book. I'm gonna read a couple of poems from that tonight. Um, Punk Hostage, uh, Pandemic Soul Music, which Richard uh, wrote the intro for a really beautiful intro, which I, I hope I, I, I try to deserve. But anyway, so I'm gonna read a couple of poems from that. And, um, and uh, just gave, literally, just finished it up this morning with Iris or this afternoon. Um, in the front, I have a quote from Diane de Prima. The only war that matters is the war against the imagination, but I, I think it needs to be changed to the war against the typos. <laughs> so anyway. That being said, these are all poems from the book. Glory to the heroes. Armed with an inspired lunacy, Putin is his own God, a nightmare for the modern era. As his terror campaign moves forward, the cult of war grows inside sovereign borders where all thoughts have been tried and found guilty. The carriers of plague with looks that kill have landed with their tortured reward, lost lives on parade, collapse in despair as the people greet their makers of fear. Ritualized by the underwriters of conflict, the authorities of speech broadcast the intercepted letters of family and friends. History bends before the orthodoxy of bombs, flowers of evil executing a catechism of calculated risk blossom with a bright and terrible lust. 
a global light of muted lifetimes baked into the sacred tapestry of night. All the quiet stars falling like iron dice, tumbling into trap doors of agony and tears ever after. And then this next one, thank you, thank you. Um, as this next one is, it's not a rewrite. In the, first, in the last book, I had something called uh, Kiss and Don't Tell. And the story that's embedded in here is part of that, but this is very different. The context of this one is a callback for a commercial on a Zoom meeting, and, uh, and this is what happened. What does not kill you. It's an afraid new world in COVID town, sitting in the digital waiting room, sipping a cup of green tea, queued up for a virtual callback on Zoom. Just like the military, hurry up and wait. 20 minutes in, my screen comes alive. Casting director introduces himself. We would like for you to talk to us. Tell us something bad that happened to you. You guys want it real, right? Yes, we know it's Monday. Just another day of the week that ends in Y. Whenever you're ready. My head spins. Out pops a short order classic from the stepfather files, the monster behind the charming mask. The abuse was never a matter of if, but when, and it was always when. And after so many beatings over so many years, you really don't feel the blows or the whip, just the pain inside glowing like a hot red sun. And as this story goes, I was dressing down for PE, just me and this other guy in the locker room who stabs the stainless air with a tortured scream, what happened to you? I have no idea what he's talking about. I stand in front of the full length mirror and turn to see a latticework of black and blue welts covering my back. In that viral moment, I made a silent promise to myself that this would never happen again. It wasn't too long after that, that the monster came at me barking orders. I told him to shut up. What did you say? I told you to shut up. He glared at me that one last time, looking at the young mad dog looking back. The game is on, I'm in the zone. No spit on the ball, pitching the story right over the plate as real tears come falling, quietly, like timid pearls from an ancient sea. I choke out a few last words and he never touched me again. Silence. The director pops up in the corner of my computer screen. Thank you, he says, that was great. Just another take from the dark side, I say. say. Plenty more where that came from. You available for the shoot? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks and goodbye. Click, leave, over and out. A few minutes later, an unexpected trembling rolls through me with a quickening jolt. Tears erupt, big tears, as childhood and old age push up against one another into a range of jagged memory. What does not kill you? The red sun burns. And then this last piece is also from the book. And I wanna thank Razor too. Um, Razor and Iris for Punk Hostage, you guys, you guys put out a good spread. At last, as cats nap and space expands like a child skipping through a dream of endless summer, as I type this, 
as this technology compulsively divides, replicates, and selects, as artificial intelligence is, and there is no it there, as the dinosaurs died for our sins, as money grows on trees screaming fire in a crowded theater, as the homeless seek shelter from the hard rain, as waters rise to meet thirsty deserts marching to the sea, as war invents war, as history repeats itself into reality, as strength in numbers fails to pull its weight across the finish, as we roll snake eyes to close the book on an illiterate future, as Christ climbs down irradiated, as Buddha awakens astonished, as Muhammad becomes the mountain moved, as humanity retreats into time before begin, as all is all and nothing, this old world shall abide and sing. Thanks guys. And thank you, Jack. And uh, yeah, we'll hook up later. Uh, I wasn't hip to all the, uh, all the other things that were going on, but glad to, glad to contribute. Thank you, S.A. Great to hear the new stuff too, man. I really appreciate Thanks. you sharing that with us tonight. Makes it makes it makes it all worth coming out tonight. Thank you. Um, S.A., you you've been contributing for many years. Don't don't stress that part. <laughs> well, fuck. What the what the fuck are we doing here, dude? Fuck. You know. No, you're here because I you're I consider you a dear friend, and I I learned from you. I understand that, but as a dear friend, I also learned from you too. But as a dear so, friend, also, I, I would like to contribute. So, so there. That's between you and God, my brother. <laughs> Thank you, man. And pretty, and pretty, and pretty soon, you, Jack. <laughs> so. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Uh, moving along here, done the, the rather busy lineup. So coming up, uh, getting ready to step up to the plate is Fran Locke, who's uh, taking her practice swings. And I bet they were, we know that they are mighty. Uh, once, once Fran's done, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Scott Young's chat books. Uh, again, that's the, the, for the, the $50 donation level, because we're doing the public TV, sort of the PBS sort of thing here. And then following that pitch will be open mic reader number two. That's Zomkanto. So I'm very glad to see Zomkanto here tonight. So, but uh, now please welcome to the plate, all the way from Ireland, Irian, the one and only Dr. Fran Locke. Hi, hi. I'm actually in lovely England right now on the Kent coast, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been I've been bored. I've been imported. So hello, everybody. Um, Jack Varnell, man, artist, visionary, mighty kilt wearing man for just one man. Um, I'm only going to read one poem, um, but it's relatively long. So you may want to go get yourself a chalk ice or something. OK, this is called Behold, I send you out like wolves amidst the sheep. How the day is a sucked fume, the danger of debt, a single dim emergency. There's a blunt knife cutting the dark nipple of addiction. Your poor negated brain in boxes, your soft recital leaks from you. A silver mucus travels and the snails wake, durational ooze these hours, the climate's rotten aspect frames this thought. You were cupping his red, lacerable buds. He was quivering, quiverful, aftertaste and towny in your sodden mouth. Come as a kind of platitude. The sun will come out tomorrow. So here you are, a malediction building in the bowel. Here's your human suit, Tainer. And what are you going to do with it? Flicking the ash from your fury. Breathe. These towns, a budget of waxy lips.
Oh, Franny, we mute. You got muted. Franny, I'm sorry. You know, mute, mute yourself. We got muted. Oh, balls. There you go. I was holding forth then and like, you know, <laughs> in good style. Damn. All right. You know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to read something else because you can't like you can't come back from that, can you really? So I'm going to do something else. And I'm going to do a poem yeah, just for that was a That was a total mistake. I am so sorry for that. That's all right. No bother. But I'm going to do something. It's good because I can do this instead, which I actually wanted to read and prefer reading. This is um, this is another fuck Bono poem. See, me and Jack have been doing, I've been doing fuck Bono poems for Jack for a long time. So this is the most recent fuck Bono poem. It's just called Bono. That's all you need to say, really, isn't it? It's like a byword for sewage. Okay. Bono is back. The McGonagall of iPad solidarity. Beloved, they were reinventing snakes in 69 and 68, such songs impossible to terror. We needed stakes, not prayers. Boys took decisions in doorways. The Christ's sake switchblade of our language opened up along its greenest lie. There was Sisyphus rolling his sound bites uphill and 90 milky dicks are swinging. Snakes were splinter group fascisti, knew a song about lead bachelors, these stick men crooning away to the chicken shit symmetry of radio, the recycled snot of policy, where tanks talk dirty, thousands on fire. Bono at the back of it, philanthropic gala art, wiki-leaked readings, corporate tampons, we will not be staunched or stitched into narrative gangbang, irrational sacrifice. Beloved, Sharp birds backwards out of air, boys whose skin is peeled by poetry, his idle hands come dutiful to gouging. When the walls had ears and the night had eyes and an apex police gone round and around in an armoured pig, where a snake was a coroner's angel, little wistful at our shoulder, with a forked tongue or topsying caresses, was a gentle enemy. Was beloved, lain upon lilies, was tea lights, trepanning a spleen, Bono at the back of it, his bedpan practice, the sewage of civility, Felch's tepid fanfare. Meanwhile, men who bitterly insist my father's fingerprints were snakes, television fantasies, cells, abnormal clusters, cavernoma, green cysts, coldly nestled. It was all green, bad shamrock tattoo on some loser's calf. In serpent time, we wear want. In serpent time, their songs, those hands, the shock troops of sewage treatment for years. Homeland was what the needles knew. The book fast beloved, a power ballad profiteer fisting his trivia. The snakes had garnet eyes. Our endless weeping was eaten by hidden cameras. The burning mouth, soliloquies of boiling piss, songs about the dreamy might of empire. A snake is a walking backbone, as flexible spines as whips against us. Snake is a whip that cracks itself, beloved. We ate our own death tail first. We always do. The trash art of ego is salt to the meat. Whereas venom lands, a tree will grow. Fangs beloved in lieu of fruit. Fuck this war as well while we're at it. And Bono, fuck Bono. Amen. Thank you. My God. See, we can't have anybody actually follow Fran because that's 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 what happens at the table here. <laughs> but you're getting lots of love for that, Fran. It's so fantastic. Fuck Bono. Amen. You can see that in the chat screen going on. So, all right. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, 
I am going to take a moment to talk about uh, what happens if you donate $50 and you're interested in these wonderful chapbooks that were donated from Rusty Truck Press. Uh, Rusty Truck Press is run by our good friend Scott Young out of Missouri, and he has been keeping the faith on that for so, so long, and we really appreciate everything Scott does for the community. He's a great leveler. He's a great maker of platforms, you know, and and Jack, you know, Jack and Scott have that history. They know that about each other. It's just so fantastic that um, we can have these things offered up here tonight. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is um, poems for a buck twenty-nine, and of course. Hi, oops, I came back. Sorry about that, everybody. Hold on, let me bring that back up again. Uh, there we go. Poems for a buck twenty-nine. And I'm just gonna share in the Paul, I think something is going on because we can't hear you. Fuck Bono. <laughs> Fuck Bono. So Paul's talking about poems for a buck twenty-nine um, by Scott Young, and I think he's what he's going to do is that thing where he's gone and he's back again. I think he'll be back again. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's having he's having yeah, some. Yeah, the share the share the share screen is not there. Let me tell. I got my video off. Let me see if that works better. And that's. I'm yeah, that I can hear you now. I think I you're maybe maybe share it and then close it <laughs> before you. All right. Hopefully you guys can hear me. Uh, again with the chat screen. Here's the message. And look at this lineup. Uh, this 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 anthology. This little mega has Todd Moore, Hosho McCreech, Rebecca Shumeda. <laughs> Uh, Alan Catlin, F.N. Wright, Doug Dramey, Scott, Doug Dramey, who was a really good friend of mine, uh, who I really miss. He passed away some years ago, but man, Doug Dramey was a good writer. Scott Wanberg, D.B. Cox, Bradley Mason Hamlin, Jennifer Blowdryer, Carl Kowalski, S.A. Griffin, Jack Henry, some of the folks who are going to be here tonight, Scott Young, cover art by F.N. Wright. Uh, and that's uh, if you if, if you uh, really want this and want to donate 50 bucks, you just got to say in your donation, hey, I would like the poem for a buck 29. But uh, that's not the only contribution that Scott's given us. So, yeah, another one uh, you can consider it the same way. This is called Black Lily by A.D. Winans, the guy here in the Bay Area. Who, um, and uh, and as Scott says, Scott defines this. This is not like anything Winans has ever written before or after. Um, Winans kind of gets, he, you know, uh, I think Fugit at one point published one of Winans' collections of dirty short stories. Uh, but if you take out like, the image, the, a lot of this, a lot of this was written down at the Folsom Street Fair with photographs from the Folsom Street Fair and the history, uh, the real sexual underground of San Francisco is represented here. And AD took this trip into, into this world. And this is something that's available. It's, it's a one of a kind, uh, it's a one of a kind, both of these pieces, books are one of a kind. You're not just going to get them. You're not going to get them on my Amazon. You're not going to get them uh, anywhere on the internet. You're only going to get them from Scott Young. So, uh, and there's nothing quite like them. And uh, the work from Winans is always clever and innovative and I can't recommend it enough. So uh, folks, if you are interested in those and can make that donation of 50, make sure you, that you, uh, make sure that you let that be known on your donation on the GoFundMe. And, uh, and in case we are looking again for that link to Jack's GoFundMe, 
Uh, did somebody have it around? Thought I had it. There we go. I'm going to put that in the share screen as well. Uh, or not the share screen, the chat screen. Excuse me. Where'd my chat screen go? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, uh, uh. Well, that's so weird. There we go. And again, we encourage folks to donate to Jack, Jack's GoFundMe. There's the link to it in the chat screen right there. So thank you so much. Uh, just again, a really, really big hand for Fran Locke and S.A. Griffin who read before. Now coming up is Umkanto on deck, on deck taking practice swings. I can't wait to hear this is Badger. Badger's gonna be going, and then after Badger, we've got John Dorsey. So we're getting into the good stuff here. We've been in the good stuff. We're just staying with the good stuff. So uh, please, everybody, let's give a big hand for Zamkanto. Thank you. Um, I love your face illuminated by candles. Because even nighttime can handle your shadow. I love to sit and marvel at the trouble that it took to create. Because you're not just beautiful. I've always wanted to shake the hand that made you. Because since I met you, I found a spirit to connect to. I'd fight to the death if death came to collect you, cause I would rather lose my breath. Cause since I met you, I love you. And any other emotion would be painful. It's like we both graduated from the same school, but no degree of separation would ever take <clears throat> you away my imagination. I'm constantly waiting to come back home and taste the beautiful treats you've been baking. At first, I thought that you were taken and I was shaking because I was ready to commit adultery in second. I couldn't believe the goddess that I just met with. God is the greatest artist and you are her best painting. You were butterfly. Your soul compliments your wings when you fly. Your spirit touches heaven and God brings back your essence in the form of droplets of rain to create an oasis upon the desert plain. I love the fact that we attract a small crowd when we're walking hand in hand. I don't care, because <laughs> I understand. Only if I had a magic wand, then I would extend photocopies of your touch for the lonely, because they die when you hold me. I love it when you scold me. I was an unwritten letter to you. Open the envelope and dared to unfold me. With your immaculate hand, this is what you wrote me with your blood as the ink. You said, I'm your one and only. Then, then you wrote the number to your secrets and said, call me. You never put me on hold. You, it rang once and you talked to me. Your voice to me was like a thousand angels singing possibly to create a soundtrack for our feet. As you walk with me, I'll give you my last heartbeat consciously. I know that you would never cheat on me if there was more of me. Your smile comes with a lifetime warranty. You arrested me and I refuse to seek amnesty. Let's take a walk through the forest that is hidden inside. We can share great stories underneath the candlelight. I was afraid for a moment, but this feeling is right. And for the right price, we can buy a ray of sunlight. <laughs> I love the fact that you would never be caught dead. You would never be caught dead faking the emotion that possesses your eyes when you awaken. I've lost touch of the mental photographs taken because even in silence, 
It's like you're making a statement. <laughs> we live on an island of our very own making. Walk the beach naked, two divine shellfish. You're my greatest fetish and I'm just being selfish when I say my greatest wish is to put a leash on your essence. I'm tired of sitting on the fence when romance is the question posed to me. With you, I feel I won the lottery and I'm not cashing this ticket until you visit and, and corner me into sharing forever this life of luxury. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Zamkanto. That was wonderful. That was such a good energy, man. Really good energy. Thank you for bringing that tonight. That is, that is, that is sweet. That was with you other time. Oh, cool. I just, I just saw, I just really caught the Marley shirt too. That just looks beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. To the line, back to the lineup here. Uh, that was Zamkanto. That means uh, on the on deck circle, we have the one and only John Dorsey. Uh, taking practice swings, meaning up to bat now we have Badger. Some, some call him Peter O'Donoghue. Most of us call him, from what I understand, Badger. Badger, what do you got for us tonight? Oh, yeah. Um, some old shite. But um, <laughs> what, a, what, what a great night. And Jesus, fantastic poems. And it's all great we've turned out for Jack because he's a, he's a star man. Um, so well, well done, everybody. And um, geez, some hard acts to follow there. Uh, this one is called um, <clears throat> Here's More News. People who threw up their arms about Trump's wall far away linked them to keep refugees at bay at home. Irish politicians unanimously vote to keep homeless people homeless. A lovely dog was hounded by reporters after being declared barking mad. Sport, it's not the whining, but the taking apart that counts. Weather, Hurricane Beelzebub is expected to stay. That's that one. Here's more shite, shite number two. Oh, by the way, My Jack Farnell t-shirt. Sexy baby. Sexy it, badger. I know. The, the belly is an optional extra that you have to work on. But the t-shirt is great, but it's fucking freezing here. So I put the <laughs> jumper on. Woo! Um, especially for Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, is number two. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. This is two bar electric fire for my sister Mina. Pull the settee, not yet sofa, in closer to the fire. Legs burnt, shingles red, body ice cold. We beg for the convector, housed above the spinning aluminium discs and flame effect red bulbs to be switched on in parched aromas of last year's dust. Choosing between match of the day or upstairs, downstairs was the other battle. Life and death to me in my Man United kit. At least it was the night before, the night before the morning of dread. I'd have a hot water bottle and dad's big coat to protect me till then. And the last one you'll be pleased to hear is called Sunday Nights. 
Sunday nights, we were up the graveyard drinking cider, saw the old woman walk the dead chicken, pushed all the wrong buttons, thought David Lynch films were documentaries. We knew we'd be dead before 40, so how the fuck am I 55? I'm 60 now, actually. I thought everyone's toilet froze in winter. We were lucky to have an indoor one. Everything is relative. Still, an innate sense of difference, a need to hide to survive. 10 years old, I pressed my face hard to the, goal, to the cold, spent breath misted glass of Uncle Liam's overcrowded Ford Cortina. I could see the stars. I could see all the tiny lights of the little houses. I never wanted to reach home. I wanted to die there and then, partly because of what inevitably lay ahead, but mainly because I was almost 20 long miles from home, feeling so warm, so safe, so secure, so loved. I knew life this innocent, this good, could never last. Thanks, everyone. Yes, Roger, that was yes, yes. Hey, let me, let me say something about that. Mr. Badger has become a fast friend and he is an amazing writer. And, and besides that, he has his own little poetry world that he's created in Ireland. And it, it comes together in the form of Poetry Bus Magazine. And it, he, he is very bashful, as you might have noticed. <laughs> so he won't mention that kind of thing. But I, I implore you, Spend some time, spend a few bucks, buy a copy. Um, you'll be really glad you did because the exposure to the best poetry in in, in that part of the country, in the, that part of the world, is can't be found anywhere else. And it's a beautiful magazine as well. So thanks for letting me interrupt, and God bless you, my friend Badger. Thank you, Jack. All righty. Coming up next, well, on deck, uh, on deck, actually, we're going to have our first raffle item on deck, which is the Collapse Press, uh, the Collapse Press Surprise Package, and we'll uh, be handing it over to Lynn Alexander for that, um, for, for, for an explanation of how that's going to work. Uh, and then after that, we'll be open mic reader number three, uh, John, Jonathan Eaton, all the way from Canada. Um, but in the meantime, we have coming up to bat, the guy who, you know, is is just is just somebody who really, to me, has continued the beat. If 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 Lawrence Ferlinghetti and Allen Ginsberg had a baby, it would be John Dorsey, uh, and, except he's better than those guys. So bring, please give a big warm hand for John Dorsey. That would be one ugly baby. <laughs> you are better looking than that too, John. Well, I don't know about all that. Um, I I wanted to say thank you to Jack for uh, asking me to do this today. Um, thank you for your friendship, Jack. It means a lot to me. Um, thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Paul, for uh, putting this all together. Um, I'm going to read like two poems, but I wanted to say that if anyone donates uh, $50 or more to Jack um, and he lets me know, um, I'd be happy to put together a package of my books for that person um, and cover the shipping myself, no matter where in the world they have to go. Um, as long as Jack sends me a shipping address. 
All right. Um, so with that, I'll just read a couple of poems. Um, I live in a I live in a town of about fifteen hundred people, and um, basically fifteen hundred white people, and we have a town fair every year. And for some reason, like a year or two ago, there was a pregnant girl standing on the side of the street wearing a Tupac Shakur t-shirt. Um, and I just wondered where the hell she got that shirt. So I wrote this poem. It's called East Coast, West Coast in Southern Missouri. A high school girl with thick black glasses and a baby bump barely concealed by a secondhand Tupac t-shirt stands on the front of her lawn as a volunteer fireman who didn't make it past the ninth grade throws candy in her direction with a pitching arm that will never take him any further than the next county over. A love story held together with tape, like the glasses peeling in the summer sun, candy corn at her feet like stray bullets in a gang war in a music video that will last the rest of her life. A baby under each arm, pacing east and west, a drive-by that goes in circles, leading nowhere, always in a rivalry with possibility. Maybe the old owner of the shirt fed the hungry, danced in an empty swimming pool, and swore there was music that nobody else could hear. Or maybe she actually saw who killed Tupac and Biggie both and never said a word because there was peace in just letting things go, like the boy who placed the shirt over her shoulders as she shivered, taking what she hadn't offered to begin with. Because when you wash out the blood stains, all you're left with is your own heartbreak, standing on your front lawn, wearing someone else's dream, shrunken down so many times with wrinkles, that you can never quite smooth out until you're almost invisible with a snow cone melting down your arm in the sun, bleeding red, white, and blue as a single sock fresh out of the dryer sticks to your belly. And that's the best part of your day. Um read one more poem. Uh, I've been working on, I grew up in a trailer park primarily, and I've been working on a book of trailer park poems uh, that I'm going to put out at some point called the Double Wide Book of the Dead. Um, but this is one of those poems. So it's called Trailer Park Song 1988, or Poem for Tish. I never knew you, but when we lived in the trailer park, we got countless calls for you in the summer of 1988. Andre held you close to his heart, like a cracked locket or a spring flower that never got to bloom. He just wanted you to know that. He cried when my father told him you died, just so he would stop calling when we were in the middle of eating dinner telling us about how you slow danced at the prom the night before he got shipped off into the hungry mouth of a jungle that swallowed boys like him whole. 
How you were the one who pressed his uniform that morning he left town. How he did his best not to wrinkle it for weeks after that, eventually giving in to humidity and the war inside his heart. But you can't iron out heartbreak. He dreamt about you as news of the moon landing came across the radio. He just missed the sound of your voice calling back to him out of the past. Thank you, everybody. Gorgeous, John. Thank you so much. Everybody, give it up for the hardest working man in indie, in indie poetry, you guys. That's, that's John Dorsey. Absolutely. 100%. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, before I hand it over to Lynn to talk about the collapse uh, surprise, surprise box, uh, I want to announce that uh, we, uh, after Lynn on deck is our third open mic reader, Jonathan Easton. Uh, I haven't seen anybody else sign up for the open mic. We still have three open mic slots left. So if some of you out there want to sign up for one of those last three slots, please uh, let me know here in the, uh, in the old chat screen, but no worries. Either way, no pressure, but uh, that there there are some opportunities there. So uh, after Jonathan Eaton, we will have the the Mr. Wesley Hine, who I'm really excited to hear after that. But for now, let's uh, hand it over to Lynn Alexander, who's going to do our first raffle of the evening. Lynn, what, what's our first raffle for the evening? Well, and in case you missed it, um, Propaganda Poets uh, in the chat said that he would read so he is okay we'll get him on the list yeah, in case you missed that um I yeah do. we we are one of the things that we are raffling off is we are raffling the um basically you know collapse press is a new press um we've done presses before paul and i feel like we've been doing this for years but the latest thing has been collapse press and we have um we have decided to to take make basically a box of all of our titles you know some swag some you know some surprise things and um and do that um i just you know 10 minutes before i logged on i just got <laughs> i just got busking blues it, it literally just just showed up so thank you so much wesley for um what you put in in the chat um, and for supporting. Um, so you know what? I'm doing it old school. Um, I have my Krampus cup and everyone is in it. And just to keep it legit and honest, you know, I'm doing it on camera. So nobody, you know, thinks we're full of shit or anything. Um, so yeah, live. So basically what will happen is I will pick a name, um, you know, very simple and, and just let me know your address, your where, where to send it. Um, so it looks like Jonathan Eaton is our raffle winner. I can, okay. So congratulations and thank you. Thank you for, for uh, you know, um, you know, being fun about this. You know, we're trying to make it fun. We're trying to make it, you know, give incentives and, and try to keep it interesting. So yeah, um, okay. you are our winner. And I will send that out. Just, you know, give me an address, messenger, Facebook, whatever way you want to get a hold of me. Just tell me where to send it and you will get a box and it will have um, unit of agency, splinters, death haiku, find me in the iris. I've got some buttons and other things. So you'll basically get a box. So thank you. All righty. Thank you. And, <laughs> right. and Jonathan, Jonathan does still to be, seem to be in the room. He said he was having some trouble. They were having some storms up in Canada there. It's, it gets, uh, the weather, the weather gets a little stronger up that way. Oh, there he is. Jonathan's there. Yes, you are. Uh, congratulations. You're our first raffle winner. You will enjoy that full collection too, Jonathan. We will make you a fan of Collapse Press. No, no question about it. <laughs> we, 
we will make you a fan whether you like it or not. Well, whether you want whether they want to go or not. And that's funny that it's funny that Jonathan uh, won the raffle because he's our next reader. So Jonathan, Great. you are you are up to bat. Uh, taking practice swings on deck is Wesley Hine. And uh, standing on the uh, edge of the dugout, waiting to take practice swings is, is uh, the rusty truck himself, Scott Young. So uh, Jonathan, what have you got for us tonight? Oh boy, can everybody hear me? Yeah, you're coming through. You're coming through nice, loud and clear, my friend. Great, great. Um, I, uh, I had this debate because uh, I saw this end of times graphic. So I had these <laughs> ideas of, uh, uh, a couple poems about death and one of them is pretty serious and the other one's pretty light. So based on the seriousness of the poem so far, I figured I'd go through for the light one. Um, so this is the story of when I partied with John Bonham at the age of 42. Uh, here is the story of when I partied with John Bonham at the age of 42. Me. Not him. This was when he just rapped recording Keep Your Hands on the Wheel with Ronnie Wood. It is foggy, not literally, but mentally. But I think we'd gone to the house of one of the guys from Yellow. The only words I recall him, the host, saying to me are, Cool, hi mate. And, do you drink absinthe? And, I'll make you a cocktail. Did he ever? <clears throat> I remember John Bonham turning down the cocktail and excusing himself to the loo. Heroin is my guess. He was foggy the rest of the night, too. We partied around his sofa mass drugs and drinks and yes this was the 70s and this was rock and roll girls the lighting was really soft and warm i remember that a woman's paws were on my chest petting me right because i had on a leather vest no undershirt fancying myself robert plant or some such nonsense the conversation? Shop talk and stories. They are the currency on which the rock and roll economy is built. And eventually I was drunk and bored. I didn't care what Elton did behind his open secret doors. I slipped out. Calling a cab from the foyer walked to the end of the drive, lit a fag, stood by the roadside and looked up at the stars. Real ones this time. That's why the driver didn't see me. You see, there was a new moon, no light. And I'd moved out into the road while I gawked at the stars in their coruscating glory. Now, I suppose if there's a moral to the story, it's that partying with John Bonham at the age of 42, or anyone like him, can be fatal. When did John die? Right. So maybe don't party with him, 
past the age of 31. That's that. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I, that's funny. Uh, well, you know, Bonham, that's funny as Bonham because that was absolutely my favorite drummer growing up. And uh, the, the I learned to play drums, trying to play drums like him. Uh, he died on my birthday in 1980, September 25th, 1980. I will always remember that my birthday. More, more, more than anybody else being born, I remember somebody dying on my birthday in 1980, John Bonham. That's that's Godspeed, Godspeed, pocket watch man. That's all. That's all right. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, all right, Zoe. Thanks for dropping in, Zoe. Good to see you. We appreciate it. Uh, okay, coming up next, uh, taking practice swings in the uh, in the on deck circle is a Scott Young, and uh, up to bat now is Wesley Hine. Wesley, what have you looking? Great to meet you tonight. What do you got for us? Hey, well, um, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Hello, awesome. Well, I just want to say, um, listening to uh, Jack's podcast, socially yeah distanced, um, really turned me on to um, a lot of the work in the underground press, and you know, most of the people that are here tonight. And um, this is a uh, you know, I, I've been living under a rock, writing books uh, most of my adult life. And because of Jack turning me onto this community, you know, I made friends with, uh, you know, Dan Denton and uh, John Dorsey, who helped me out on my book tour. I read with him last month. And, um, you know, he made this book possible by hooking me up with Michelle McDonald and um, Roadside Press. And, uh, so, yeah, busking blues became a reality because of, you know, this community. And I just wanted to say that and read you a poem. <laughs> so this isn't from the book. I'm gonna read something short. Uh, it's a poem called uh, The Fly. There is a fly in my room. It does not know how it got in. It does not know how it will get out. It does not know what out is, but it wants out. I hear its wings like static between the stations. It changes pitch past my ear. It lands like a black dot on a white plane. How maddening it must be to be a larva and make the leap to become a fly, to have wings and a thousand eyes, but nowhere to soar off to. He's always at the window, wanting out without knowing what out is. And he throws himself against the glass. He beats his head against the glycerine, a kaleidoscope of eyes against an invisible wall, like hard air. It's bigger than the world that he can see. I wonder if I should set him free. 
Should I open up the cold glass and pop out the screen? Should I scroll over and smash him out of his misery? Should I play God and hope that my friend comes back with thumbs rather than his worthless wings? But it's not that simple. God, man, or fly, he's determined to get through. My friend throws himself against the glass again and again. He beats out his brains or exhaustion or starvation, falls on his back like dried paper. He falls there on the windowsill with a dozen others. Yeah, keep on flying. Thank you. Thank you, Wesley. That was beautiful. Thank you so very much. Great to hear that material. All right, moving along here. Uh, open mic reader number four is on deck, taking practice things. Open mic reader number four, you go by the name Propaganda Poet. So I think there might be some people who know the Propaganda Poet in this room, maybe a few, quite possibly. You are taking practice swings in the op uh, open mic slot in the on deck circle. Now up to bat, please welcome everybody from all the way from Missouri, Missouri, the show me state, Scott D. Young. Hey, Paul, thank you. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. Okay, I, I just wanted to pump this Black Lily book up a bit. Just uh, I'll read a couple lines in it, uh, just so you'll know the theme. Uh, the title's pretty self-explanatory, and Paul described it a tad bit, but it's, uh, this line is, Lily dressed in black leather reads Easy Rider magazine. Her slave suspended from her swing has him begging for the rack. So I'll leave it right there. Uh, AD uh, had asked me to publish that book in 2010 because not too many people wanted to touch it. Uh, I, I'm gonna read uh, in this book, a buck 29 that Paul talked about, uh, that this was published in 2009 for these people. Uh, it, in the book are Dawn now, uh, F.N. Wright, Scott, Todd, and Doug, uh, all have passed on. The, their poems are in there, and this centered around a theme of $1.29. When I was on Peach Street in Atlanta, uh, a homeless man asked me for $1.29 uh, so he, his wife could get an operation. So with that in mind, uh, Hosho McCree's poem is entitled On Being Asked. On being asked by a man in Atlanta, say, brother, can you help me out? I'm just $1.29 short of covering my wife's operation. I gave him what I had. Not because I am magnanimous or even because I believed him. It's just that I understand from wanting and that I really wanted it to be true. So this is an excellent chat. Uh, I think uh, I published The Rustic Truck since 2009 and I've published a lot of poets and a lot of poets are dead. Uh, this lady uh, talked 
right before she passed away, uh, this poem's called The Poet's Ex Extinction. And uh, she lived out in San Francisco. And if you ever heard her read, you would remember it. Joey Cook. There's always a crowd to destroy yourself in, George told me. They want you like that. They want you like that. Worn, drunk, depreciated, mumbling to concrete in search of a bottle or one last handout. They want you like that. Breathing fire into someone else's lust, but always alone. Put on remote control by other people's saviors. They want you like that. Bent over, vomiting, vomiting into gutter winds, loathing the person you've become. They want you like that. Hurting in Napa with a tube up your ass, jaundiced eyes and green teeth. They want you like that. Burned out at 30, buried at 40, crying tears that no one sees until the pallbearers put the final dust in the dampness. Cold flesh, zero. That's Joey Cook, folks. Uh, this book... Uh, all Around Cowboy uh, by Spartan Press uh, is my book, and uh, it, it's going to be get given away somehow tonight. This poem is entitled uh, Section 60. That's in Arlington, and it's for Afghanistan and Iraqi soldiers. The wind blows most days in Section 60 as children and mothers and fathers and wives and you leave small stones on white marble so others will know. Between the silence, you rub the name with the blue Crayola for the fridge at home. On the hour, the sobs muffled by iron bells, you listen like something will change, like the wind will blow it all away like the tears of angels on white marble just might make a difference. I'm gonna close with a poem uh, a lot of you have heard, but uh, uh, I try to get through this without any uh, too much emotion. Uh, it's when my brother passed away. It's called The Sun Too Embarrassed. Mike. I heard when Johnny Cash died that Dylan said he was the North Star that you could guide your ship by. I remember you shifting through the gears of your midnight green 65 Chevelle, Mickey Thompson mags on the way to Mugs Up to see your best girl. And how you always did the right thing, playing it safe, never taking risks, never going head on into that good night. I remember how multiple wives and roommates each altered your DNA just enough before cleaning you out. How each one chipped away at you until there was only dust. I can tell you it was good weather for a funeral, the sun too embarrassed to show its face, but it is never a good day 
except for those that cashed in, stood graveside, blank faced with their hands in their pockets. And you know that girl from Mugs Up was the only one to speak when asked for comments. She broke the quiet awkwardness, said you had the best smile and stopped, left it at that. But I knew there was more that wasn't said. Hiding behind sunglasses and fighting tears, I remembered the way you laughed the most. Walking to the car when everyone promised to keep in touch, I repeated in my head, hoping that you could hear, growing up, you were my Johnny Cash. Thank you all. Thank you, Scott. Always amazing work. Always hard hitting, always heartfelt. Always appreciate it from, from the rusty truck. Very much appreciate it. All righty. Uh, we are on to open mic reader number four. That's the propaganda poet. But uh, uh, take us on to, right after the propaganda poet reads, uh, we're going to do, uh, we're going to have uh, Lynn Alexander pull another name from the raffle, and I'll be uh, announcing what that little gift prize is. Uh, and then after we do that, Lynn's going to read, uh, Lynn's, I think Lynn's got something to read for us after that. She, Lynn is, will be uh, taking the practice wings. But in the meantime, let's please welcome the propaganda poet, sometimes known as Bear Wolf. You there, buddy? Uh, I cannot thank you all enough for letting me share this space with y'all. Uh, Poetry Romper Room has saved my life. And uh, for real, like instead of killing myself, I have two books. So thanks. Yeah, it's your fault. Okay, so a couple <laughs> quick short poems. Here we go. Uh, these sideshow attractions house deeper distractions. I am a man bun on a bald dude. Yeah, I know that shit don't make no sense, but this shit don't make no sense to me. All these false allegations of beauty like gallows poles throughout the centuries don't act like trending is a new thing when popularity has been singing the praises of the master races since the early phases of civilization. Now, if only there were more civility in this citizenry, then maybe we can meet at the cross-sections of intersectionality where dreams could actually dance with reality and maybe, just maybe, instead of just coexisting in this insanity, we could stop limiting the definitions of humanity. And then this is a short one from my other book uh, that I wrote in response to a question at a job interview for a teaching position when they asked me my opinion of the critical race theory debate. So I wrote this poem. Uh, this is called Promoting Patriotic Education, an actual GOP quote from the 1776 Commission. Manifest destiny, the white privilege OG, privatizing freedom since 1843 and financing it with white pride, genocide, and slavery, amassing a fortune that still feeds the festering GOP, or, you know, should we just call them the new confederacy? Commissioning 1776 so they can get yet another fix. They still want us all turning their tricks because every pimp does need their hose. In their bizarre reality, they normalize insanity while selling out humanity to afford their status quos. You see, white privilege is Western civ, required curriculum, and everyone else is just an elective. Thank you for listening. Thank you for encouraging my behavior. Thank you all for existing and making the world a better place. Lord knows the world needs to be a better place right now. Thank you, Double P. Much appreciated. Looking, look, looking forward to hopefully meeting up with you in uh, January in real life. Yeah, that's that's looking forward to that happening. Thank you, my friend. 
All righty. Uh, okay, so now uh, I am going to uh, move along and show what we're going to get ready to do our next raffle drawing here. Uh, let me go ahead and show what it is. So the next raffle drawing is going to be a company. Scott Young was mentioning his uh, his book uh, All Around Cowboy, which is a fine, fine piece of literature. And you can see it here. That's uh, there's the cover. That's uh, I believe I believe that's Scott with his lovely part his lovely partner on the cover there from uh, just uh, just a couple years ago, right? Is that that's uh, not too long ago? That's uh, yeah. It's, so it's good looking folks right there. Um, Forty two. <laughs> right just yeah just just the other day. and uh and we're gonna and we're gonna be pairing that up with let me find that other one uh, oh no did i lose the oh no there we go uh whoever wins this raffle is going to get a copy of that book along with a copy of this fine book right here as soon as i pull it up uh and this is cauldrons by k.r morrison um which was released uh last year in 2021 on paper press which is a tremendous book so it's uh you know, both uh, K.R. and Scott are both teachers, I would like to add. They're both educators. So it's kind of, we call it teacher's package, the Bruja teacher's package number one. So um, so that's what's on tap here. And Lynn's got a list of names in a hat. She's going to pull a name from a hat. We're going to find out who gets that thing. Well, a hat or a, a Krampus cup. Um. Krampus cup. It could be worn <laughs> as a hat, conceivably. It, it could be, but yeah. Um you know, you, you grab what you grab. Um, okay. <laughs> well, you know, that was what that was that was once a late night bar closing philosophy for myself. I, I can't deny that. What what was it? Any port in a storm, Paul? Any port in a, any port in a storm. When the room's dark, it's all the same. <laughs> all right, I'm shaking it up. Um, it's legit. We are we are high tech. And you know what? There's nobody on here. Okay. Okay, I am doing this. The suspense is killing you. Kurt Linderman. Kurt Linderman. Kurt Linderman. Linderman. There, yeah, yes. Kurt Linderman's still here. Okay. <laughs> Kurt Linderman, let us let us know what your mailing address is, or where, or an address where you can receive, uh, where you can see receive, uh, you know, uh, material that could theoretically be banned uh, within within these borders. Uh, if you can provide us with a mailing address, either to Lynn Alexander or myself or both of us, uh, that would be cool. And we would love to send you uh, a copy of these two books. Uh, so let us know uh, as soon as you can. Uh, we'll be checking. We'll be checking back on that one. All right. Thank you, Kurt. Yep, let's hear. Let's hear. Yeah. Well, make sure we get your address. We do appreciate that. All right. Thanks. Uh, moving along the list here, and then we have uh, the one and only reading now taking. Getting ready to take some pitches is Elin Alexander, sometimes known as Lynn Alexander, sometimes known as Elin Alexander. On deck is Christian Alvarez, I, but I don't think, I don't know if Christian Alvarez is in the room, but Christian Alvarez, if you are in the room, make yourself known as soon as possible. And uh, that means backing up, but backing up if Christian's not here, open mic reader number five, which is the one and only Christopher Moore, who I'm so glad to see here tonight. Thank you for being here, Chris. Uh, Lynn, what have you got for us tonight? What have I got for you tonight? Um, well, thank you guys. Thank you for everything for doing this. Um, I'm just going to do one. Um, nobody gets scurvy in Germany. I thought I was dead, a chorus of German blending in my head into God. I think I ate one. I sat up, I grabbed you, and I asked you, is this the punk you love? You yelled, fuck you. You don't know what I love. You don't know what I love. 
This is punk, you said. You said you had punk cred. You said you were free. You said you cared even less than me. You said that was the key to all of the above. We were stuck there in Germany. I was skinny and sick. My legs were like fishnet covered sticks. You said my ribs felt like plastic knives arranged sideways. You hated the wasting away of our meat. You said it felt juvenile. It bothered you. It felt fragile and you wanted to be wild. Again, I said, fuck, our punk was ugly. Eyeliner on top of eyeliner, raccoon eyes, lids with necrotic glued on spiders. We looked sick. This kind of punk was ugly. I don't know what it was, but I remember what it wasn't. I remember what it wasn't any longer. It wasn't Hot Topic vodka, playing goth in college, adorable mall clothing, credit cards, and sharpie bands on my Converse, and cute studded collars. It wasn't safety pins and patches, manic panic dye in a stainless steel suburban sink. Being bored, being black, wearing bad, finding ways to scare our mothers, being badass, playing black flag, my dead Kennedy's stint, my boots, those boots, how I loved you. Watching Sid and Nancy on Laura Ashley sheets, no. We were past all that. We were past all that. We were past the safety net, past mall money and being brats. It was ugly. It was sick. It was a cry for help. It was desperate. It was poverty. It was people dying. It was ugly. Did that feel free? Not to me. Punk had no money. Punk stole. Punk wore no watches. Punk tried but never got hired. Punk had sticky crotches. Punk had plop plaque along its teeth. Punk had turned against me. Standing around there in Germany, punk felt like a club of junkies who kept stealing from me. Not the kind of junkies people pretend to be. Not the kind anyone wants to be. Not the junkies on TV. These were the kind who cold-ass robbed their families. So there we were, being free in Germany that week. I was in love. I was in love with a gaunt fuck from Prague, and we were squatting, and we were talking about having a baby. One o'clock doing a slow dance until two o'clock, then back to the room again, then three o'clock, hell. Nobody checked, maybe he was dead. We draped a white sheet to be free. A guy set up a theater of the obscene. He made sex silhouette puppets. He thought he invented it and we let him think this. We let him simulate shadow sex artistically. It hid the details we didn't want to see like scabies thighs, like they squatted on barbed wire. Gravel burn and violence, something sour, something clicked, it all felt sick. Music starting, stopping, shadow show, starting and stopping like an insect on a ledge. The bodies grew huge when they moved. I was gone, but then my eyes came back to light. And then the white sheet was in the corner. It was yellow where it picked up piss. And then it was off the wall. And then it scurried like an animal across the floor. And bees stung his elbows and his kneecaps got cold. And there was knocking at the door. And there was knocking. And then there wasn't. And there was knocking. And I was talking. And then I wasn't. And there were sirens. And they were gone. And they were yelling. And then they were gone. And I was there. And then I was gone. And I lived this. But I say I didn't but I know I wasn't free. You can fall down in the street. You can get away from the mechanical dancing, the swollen, swollen gums. Your tongue goes to the socket even now. It is the only proof, the only proof that you lived this. Sitting there with a tooth in your hand until he threw it and you asked, is this the punk you love? He said, yeah, man, this is free. You ask the punk what to do about the dead junkie, the German Jane Doe under a sheet. Will they report it to the embassy? Oranges, we say. Oranges, because nobody gets scurvy in Germany. Thank you.
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Lynn Alexander. Uh, just fantastic, fantastic work. Lynn is uh, one of one one of our best poets going, and uh, her book "Find Me in the Iris" from Collapse Press is out right now and available. I recommend everybody pick up a copy because it is. Uh, I've I've heard people call it revolutionary, I, and I believe that's true. I believe that's true. That's time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, thank you so much, Lynn. Uh, coming up next, we have Christian Alvarez, followed by open mic reader number five by my calculations is, uh, is Christopher Moore. And that will be followed by our next and final raffle item, which is the educator package number two. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, and then we're going to finish strong with a bevy of, of, of some of the best, uh, some of the best poets you're going to have. Dan Denton, Sean Hogan, Open mic reader number six, who was Jack Barnell, Razor, and I, and I think Diana Rose, I believe. So hopefully that's that is all happening. So uh, please now welcome to this micro. Uh, first of all, a call is Christian Alvarez here. Christian, are you here? Christian, are you out there? I don't think Chris is here. Okay, we're going to move on then, and that means open open mic reader number five. That is Christopher Moore. Uh, Christopher runs. I, I can't keep track of all the readings Christopher runs. He's featuring me on <laughs> December 14th at Half Features, and I can't wait for Wednesday, December 14th. Please check into that. Christopher, what do you got for us tonight? Well, you stole the uh, announcement I was going to make, Paul. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's at, uh, that's at 8 p.m. Eastern, whatever time it is on the Pacific Coast. I think you told me 5, maybe? Yep, that's I correct. remember. Okay. Yeah, I can't keep track of time zones. Uh, okay, so I'm going to read a poem from a book that I'm compiling. Um, this is the title piece poem. It's called Prometheus Heart. I displeased a goddess whenever I gazed upon what I should never have. Cruel was the game she was tired of playing. Every time I thought I found my lovely muse. A thumping power soon took over me my life organ turning to tiny pieces of granite with my blood stopping dead in its tracks. Soon it will start to pump again with mirth until the next time for it's chained to its endless cycle. Uh, that's it for me. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks so much for being here tonight. Very Thank much appreciate you. It. Alrighty. Uh, okay, then it's time for me to in in introduce uh, the Bruja Teacher Package number two, Bruja Educator Package number two. So this will be um, a copy. Once again, uh, Kara Morrison was generous enough to donate two copies of Cauldrons uh, for, the, for the giveaways this evening. So once more, uh, a copy of Cauldrons from Kara Morrison out from Paper Press as of last year. Uh, I have just put the finishing touches on my own self-published book here called The Sincere, and we're going to package up uh, we're going to package up uh, Kr's book with my a copy of my new book, and here's a cover of it. This is The Sincere from uh, the imprint Libra and Apocalypse Press, and uh, that's the that's going to be available. We're going to be launching that probably in the next uh, in the next week or so, just getting the word out about it. And I'll have a number of events. I'll Chris, I'll probably be pimping this really hard when I do your show. Um, as well as some other shows that all ode to joy, <laughs> oh, yeah, something like that. Ode to joy, ode to ode, ode to fucking capitalism. Yeehaw, love it. Here we are in the game. 
So uh, Lynn, you are tasked one last time with pulling a name from the cup, which is not a hat. Um, okay. I'm gonna put it back to gallery. We can see each other. Okay. I'm gonna shake it up. Right. I feel like a kid doing it like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Where's okay? So this is this. Some I have to make sure that it's a person who's actually here because that's no fun. Yeah. So some people um, had to go. So Get, I getting late in some parts of the world, and th this has been an international program tonight. <laughs> and you know what? Appropriate because it's the Krampus Cup. Daryl Parry has won. <laughs> 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 he probably already has them. <laughs> Well, not yours. <laughs> he probably does. He doesn't. He's taking it. Look at him. He's, he's partying over there. <laughs> All right, Daryl. He says he doesn't. Okay, Daryl. We need. We'll, we'll need your mailing address. You can. I think. I think Lynn might actually know what that is, since you guys live within. I think like, within <laughs> like a proximity a of two miles of each other. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> but but uh, just just for the record, Daryl, go ahead and make sure you send that address out to us. We can so we can get those prizes to you. But thank you so so much. And thanks for being here. Uh, we move on in the open, and we're getting down to it, folks. Uh, now, coming up to bat right now is Dan Denton. I can't wait to hear this guy. He's just uh, he's just got bringing the goods lately. Uh, love a good blue collar working class poetry. Uh, on deck, taking practice swings is Sean Hogan, and sitting on the uh, edge of the dugout is open mic leader number six, the man himself, Mr. Jack Barnell. But now we turn it back to the one and only Dan Denton. Dan, what do you got for us tonight? Hey, thanks, Paul. Uh, hey, everybody, shouts out to Paul for uh, doing a great job hosting tonight, man. Uh, keeping everybody. Uh, thank you. It's is like herding cats, man. You've done a great job. Uh, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Jack, for inviting me and uh, having me on your podcast before and for all you do. And uh, everybody, thanks for supporting Jack. What a, what a legendary list of uh, poets tonight. I want to read two quick poems. This first one's called, uh, I want to microdose sunshine. <laughs> I want to microdose sunshine and drink the smooth jazz neon lights and dive bar windows. I want to celebrate my original sin and grow old with my discomfort. I want to experience true joy twice a day and watch plants grow in their natural habitat. I want to microdose the American dream until it means something again. I want to find rainbows before the rain. I want to jump in mud puddles down the block with the neighborhood kids one more time. I want to reset all the sad that has built up like plaque in my heart's arteries. I want to microdose your hugs and put them in vending machines and shopping mall kiosks. I want to read poems with the ghost that lives behind the bumper sticker on Woody Guthrie's guitar. I want to sing in midnight choirs with those locked out of Mormon tabernacles. I want to breathe clean air and drink clean water when life gets dirty on fall afternoons. That's that. One. All right. Uh, and just because uh, I don't know if you guys follow the news like I do, and you saw what our Congress and our president had done this week. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I work at the Jeep plant in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, if you've ever seen a Jeep on the road, those Jeeps were born in my city 
and I'm part of the proud heritage that still builds those Jeeps today. Anyway, I wrote this poem a long time ago. I wanted to read that in honor of the railroad workers that got screwed this week. It's called We're Union Men. We drink our coffee black, strong and bitter, while we stifle yawns, walking into work, carrying lunch buckets. We wear our blue jeans until they fade and the pockets become threadbare, and we wear our boots year-round. We keep our t-shirts longer than we should, and in the winter, we wear long sleeves over them. We let our beards grow long in the winter, too, then trim them in the summer months. We work long hours when the work is good, providing for our families. We mow our lawns every week or shovel snow from our driveways. We belch and cuss, and we argue about sports and politics. And we lay awake at night, our hands hurting and our backs and knees, too. We worry about work slowdowns and strikes and making house payments. We build cars and houses and steel girders, drive trucks and buses, pour concrete and run electrical lines. We are staunchly middle class and we're a dying breed. We are union men and we're a dying breed. Thanks everybody, thanks Jack. Thank you, thank you, Dan. Union makes us strong, absolutely. Believe it. All right. Uh, taking practice swings in the on-deck circle is our own Jack Barnell up to bat now and, and standing on the and go, hanging in there like a trooper standing on the edge of the dugout is Razor who it just I haven't heard I just the, the last time I saw Razor was in the Sasquatch movie which you, you all need to check out because that is something else but uh, but uh, in the meantime open mic uh, in the meantime Sean Hogan Sean Hogan you are up to bat what have you got for us tonight Sean? Hey, thank you for having me tonight. The poem begins with a detail, a random object in view, a summer wreath, a broken lamp chain, a busted line laid flat like Baton Rouge and an illusion, a metaphor, because what you see cannot be what you get. To move into a poem is to be free of the summer wreath and busted flats, worn out shoes on roads long gone and stretched for a song, a whim, a scenery made to feel at ease, to feel it will weep, to plant a seed, to sow, to reap, to grow, to leap, to love and lust again. To see a dream, I mean, no, no, I mean to see a poem is to see into the in-between where illusions are real and the broken lamp chain is the journey cut short. I don't mean this figuratively. The city dreams sing the same notes we hear in our own sleep with sidewalk shoes stowed in overheads, tokens long tucked away. To see into the in-between is to feel the flex of this and that, what came before and what's up ahead. You want the brilliant fade of the sunset's kaleidoscope? or stars flung into gentle darkness. It's not good versus bad, it's just this and that. And beauty sits in the space between to behold not just the eye, but her own aim. See, I know me and you know you, true. Let's find out about this equidistant energy, those sparks when you get close to me. To be inside a poem is to sit within this in-between, from eye to eye to eye. There's more to sight than point of view. Narrow your focus and throw out the details. Both of these are true. Don't think about what it means. Just follow where it goes. Sometimes the poet don't know yet either. It's a truth. Be patient. Find a song and simply feel it. The poem ends with a nightmare shake, or there's got to be a twist, something to make it worth your while. Even the haiku ought to break you in three lines. It's Sonnets turn tricks with perfect timing, like Irishmen get their limber licks in. The poem ends with a scream, with a bang. If you don't drop the mic, where else are you going to put it? The poem ends before you know it, before you want it to, but just in time. And that's the energy. 
feel me? Poem. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Jack, um, for everything that um, just kind of we worked on together. And um, I'm just, just amazed to be among all these brilliant poets tonight. Um, and for my next one, I'm gonna do, I got, I do have a book that uh, Jack did the cover art for um, called Make a Road and Ride It. And I'm gonna drop my information into the chat, uh, but I'll put a little hashtag in there and I'll, I'm donating all the profits to that uh, tonight. Uh, to Mr. Varnell. Um, this next one is called, this one, next one is new shit. I wrote this about a week ago. Um, I found a morbid fantasy in, in keeping out the cannibals. I found a morbid fantasy underneath the flooded floor, kept it for later. Found all the dreams I'd swept into sunrise breezes. Found out how the fading daylight keeps the best secrets, catching people in the midst of scandalous considerations. What to do when the dark comes down, when the moon goes up, when colors fade to shadows, spotlights, pipes, sparks, neons, smashed glasses, glooms, and the sudden expectations of last chance encounters. What to do when the walls fall down. In keeping out the cannibals, I brushed against an obstacle, noticed both hands as they crept away in shame. With all my strength, we crushed up another fragile bottle of Novocaine nightmares, numb, dreamy, soft, pliant, and prone to gravity, worth the doom of the knowledge, knowing what to do when the light goes blue, when the knees get weak, when sensations swing to simpler things like staying alive. Keeping crashing inevitabilities from the static of unnamed blunders like staking your life on the outcome of rival. What to do when the walls fall down. In keeping out the cannibals, we breathe the breath of freedom. We cheated 16 deaths just tonight. Have you seen it out there? We sheathed fresh new steel, crafted shields from the remnants of our youth. In keeping out the cannibals, I held a morbid fantasy from underneath the flooded floor. Low water horizon, low water rising while a full horizon kisses me, while a fulsome shiver misses me, while I finally see that that's not water. In keeping out the cannibals, with a mirrored fear turned inside out, we cheered for more than disaster restitution. While a flower from a busted sidewalk bloomed, we woke, broke, bred, rose, and then we grew into our glow. In keeping out the cannibals, I found a better destiny inside out from where I used to be. Kissed it, kept it, protected it with every bit of this, found all the night scares I'd been afraid of, paralyzing ghosts, Full hands clamped, eyes wrenched around dead mouths, two parents disconnected, genuflecting servants and small children hopeless searching, found reflections of light bulbs and memories I've forgotten, quick clean cuts shaped into overused words will always remember when the sun goes down, when the moon goes up, when it's time to figure out what to do with this now, this next, this next true moment, when these dams begin to soften and the pavement leaks up the most beautiful gold, we're not lost anymore, when we see what we breathe and we feel what we need and can taste everything when these walls fall down. Poem. And I got a quick one. To wrap it up, and this is dedicated. Uh, this is dedicated to Jack. This is dedicated to every creative, to every artist. Um, it's called the Iceberg Blues. And again, thank you, Jack. I love you, brother. What you see when you see a creative is the tip of the iceberg. Great song, great canvas, great poem, great story. The boom, the break, the punchline, the beat, the sway, the blend, the groove, and the spit. But know that under the surface is the storm, the sweat.
wet, the nights lost, the days twisted, the friends gone, the loves missed, the burnt oils, shredded words, and strings of effort melted into mistakes. It takes a lot to push up what was once stuck and hold it at the surface, perilous floating, a balancing act, third eye open wide. The beauty of the performance makes proof of life smooth and bright, but don't go chipping away at what's underneath. It may not be pretty, but it holds us up. The storm of frozen raw material comprised of inspiration, caffeine, bad decisions, the wrong kind of food and the right kind of weed, the cut corners of a broke approach to what we really need, like self-esteem and a steady stream of rent money. We can conjure with the winds, spin a harmony from the cyclones inside, mold and shape something new to earn a smile or a hand or a few, maybe even a little grease for tomorrow's wheels. Enough. It's enough to know. And if you didn't, now you do. What you see when you see a creative is the tip of the iceberg, the glaze over the storm, the sleek, the swag, the drip, and the Roman candle pop exploding like those fabulous beat spiders into the stars. And that's okay. That's ours. That's what we hold below so we can get to the flow. Just know we out here floating, so spare a thought. Because if you need a lift or rise for the next shipwreck, riptide, shark bite, undertow, know this. We got you. Poem. Really, really incredible work, Sean. Thank you so, so much for being, and, and thank you for, and please be sure to drop that uh, link into the chat screen. And thank you for the generous, for folks who purchase, that's, first of all, that's good writing. You know, if you buy that book, you're getting some good writing. And, uh, and thank you for the generosity of contributing the sales of those books tonight to, to Jack, Sean. Very, very, very much appreciated. Um, and I also wanted to mention uh, Wesley Hine very generously offered up a co uh, copy of the Busking Blues for the raffle tonight. So Lynn, if I can put, we'll do one more raffle uh, after we wrap up the reading tonight. For Wesley Hines. as you might mention, might remember Dan Denton uh, mentioned that that is a tremendously good book, uh, The Busking Blues. So we'll raffle that off at the end of the read now. Uh, so uh, taking practice swings on deck is Razor. Uh, I believe is is Diana Rose here? Is Diana Rose able to read tonight? Did we have Diana on board? I thought we did. Well, we may we may have lost we may have lost Diana. Uh, if Diana is not able to read, then next up is going to be Mike Hewitt uh, closing it out. Um, there he is, Mike. Okay, great. Uh, so yeah, no Diana tonight. So uh, let's see. So now, uh, so Jack Varnell is now in the batter's box, looking at pit, taking live pitches, and he's got something for us. I think he's gonna. I think he's got something from a collaboration with one of our other readers tonight that he's going to share. Isn't that right, Jack Varnell? Yeah, I believe you might be somewhat correct. Um, so I'm going to read two pieces as quickly as I can. I'm sure it'll um, meet the time requirements. The first piece is called Leningrad's Sister City and Her Cuban Sandwiches. And it is an accompanying piece um, to the flower and tropical art that you saw earlier. Um, and there are some interior pages, a much, much longer story, but this is the basics of that. So I'll read that, and then uh, I'll talk about my uh, teen lust here shortly after that. <laughs> this one is called Leningrad Sister City and Her Cuban Sandwiches, and I'm blind, so bear with me. It began not so innocently, voyeuristic tendencies, the, the sound of kind and confetti in, right in the middle of the night. 
and screen time was being cut, and it led to the breaking and entering by a felon on the run with lots of potential. And a self-imposed orphan sought a musical boy on the wall, fading tattoos and a cherry popsicle on two legs. Prison visits were really nice, something to look forward to and a great reason for her to have a new dress every week. A poet was born. The razor was sharpened, but chasing a criminal is exactly what was leaving the mark. Preteen prophecies that there was nothing but inebriation held true on Fifth Avenue, but it never took that much couch change to fill a gallon jug, and employment meant we had free food. So red top, red rag, red rag top land yacht knew the place. Charlie Brown knew the laundromat where one could score all that TV hysteria. So a sunset was sought in a stolen vehicle and headed south where the crystal ashtrays couldn't fly and the burgers were expensive and cocktails were cheap. And from the comfort of a new home, Irish bar tunes proceeded. I could hear them. They were in the distance and they became exactly that. They were Irish and they were bar tunes and it felt like home. From the comfort of a new home, Irish bar tunes proved to be just that, Irish bar tunes. Cuban sandwiches made up, made by the survivors of the boat lift were served with love and the gladiolas in the colors of the day. Fresh frozen water melted in sandy sun rays, no hurricanes, just sunsets in Leningrad's sister city. Momentary anger became false memories of protective custody, cloudy stories with no picture proof. No one innocent and one com condemned and guilty. Some bridges built towards success on the reputations of self and others. Other bridges were just burned the igniting old flames, passions of history and tortures to come. All the books that were gone, just like the hope and the second chances with no place to call home, life in black plastic bags gets lost. So a guy can make amends and have it never matter. It's just another, he's just another attempted murderer taking the usual guilt trip to nowhere. And that's that one. So that goes uh, with the tropical pieces. Um, if you know St. Pete, Florida, that's where it was. So um, it's a very true story. And the lady in that it was written for um, suffered her addiction to the end and blew her brains out not too long ago. And she was very close and I fought on her behalf and it hurts. So this is for her, um, this piece of it. So thanks for letting me share it. Now we'll get silly and talk about Jack's uh, crush on Iris Berry. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read a, a post that I, 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 a poem that I read 
or wrote uh, to Iris over a conversation we were having once upon a time. And I think it's it's labeled posted 2014, but I believe it was much earlier than that. I think that was the first time I put it in public. Um, I think that um, you and I shared it like 2011, maybe or something much, much earlier than that. But it's it's a funny, a funny, interesting piece. <laughs> So I'll share that. It's called The Gunfight at the Not-So-Fucking-Okay Corral. As an adult, I am always confused at the childhood movie versions of The Gunfighter. Is it one gun or two? I mean, I've seen it both ways, and I wonder how the modern gunfighter would do it. You know, there'd probably only be one gun. It'd be cocked sideways, and there'd be a semi-automatic with, uh, and it'd be semi-automatic and he'd have a partner on the roof with an AK-47. My new West Coast poet fantasy girl reminds me one or two isn't just about how many guns today, but about how many gunfighters as well. You know, one gunfighter, one had a burnt spoon and one gunfighter had one bullet uh, in a pale blue, blue hue. Either way, they blew the brains out through the hole in their arm. Thank you, guys. Love you, Iris. Thank you, John. Uh, thank you, Jack. That's a like, chilling, chilling John Prine style kind of poem right there. You gotta love that. So much appreciated. So thank you, Jack. And thank you, Iris. Thank you. Hang it and hang it in there like a true. This I, I want to point out that the punk hostage people have been hanging in there like troopers all night tonight. Uh, we got Iris now. We got Razor coming up on deck, taking practice swings as Mike Hewitt, who will close out the reading tonight. Uh, but now coming up to bat is uh, a man who's a man who's saddled with the Rona, coming to us live from Skinwalker Country. He is he is the indie poetry world Zelig, who's been everywhere and every time. And I'm just glad to see him tonight. Razor, what do you got tonight for us? Hey, good to see you too, Paul. Good to see everybody. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Absolutely. All good. <clears throat> I got to watch my volume because I got a two-year-old asleep in the room right below me. And if I wake her up, she'll beat on my partner and my partner and her will not let me back in bed. So I got to be, I got to have projection without too much volume. Um, uh, really glad to be here, Jack. And, and good to see you, brother. And good to see all these people coming out to support this cause that you've worked uh, so hard for so many years on, man. And, and, you know, real honored to be able to sit here and listen to everything coming in from overseas and everything was just like really touching. So, you know, much love to everyone. Um, this is called Angels Within Us. I humbly beseech thee. With eyes closed and muscles taut until nearly tearing apart, trying to send love and light through the most unbearable walls of stubborn darkness and confusing patterns, trying as hard as being can be in a moment to be a beacon, to shine a ray, to send a single particle of a part of a self, of a heart, of a soul, of a mind, of a thought, even a gesture, 
or anything that might symbolize or slightly connect in order to possibly hold on, to grab onto, to touch, maybe if only briefly, but possibly just trying to reach out and give a positive charge or a spark or create a flame even, or set ourselves on fire, a light, a way through this darkness that is a wall or a distance or a period of time or a generation between us, just trying to make all the efforts possible to hold on, to touch base, to feel purpose, to give purpose, to be purposeful, to have meaning, to create meaning, to understand, to overstand, to be meaningful in order to just try as hard as one can, to try as hard as possible, whatever it takes just to be something or some part or somehow connected to a small bit of relief, a respite from some alleviation of pressure and a detour away from some of life's trauma and sadness and maybe even a reprieve, even if ever so slightly felt just some release of the tension along the ties that bind. So maybe a new path can be found, a new direction toward a place, a moment, a heartbeat, some healing, a beginning of an end to the darkness, the place, the lost senses, searching, reaching, ever outward, trying with all my might, I can call on in this moment between breaths that some better form of our nature materializes inside of this intense feeling that you will be safe and love will find a way and you will move on into your own form of power and be protected enough to feel love and to make it through this and make it even further back toward the bright light of powerful salvation that resides within us all. Um, this, is, this is called Apocalypse Poem, number 11,897. <laughs> Bold winds blow bodies against the sun. How high can the mind's eye see against a hyperbolic backdrop of the lost renaissance, the last iconic epic ever known, never known? The bodies feel the pull of wind and are numb to the torment of the pressure, never feeling it. And where were you when all the mountains fell? The world is a flat sea under a dull sun and nobody was really right about anything other than what they knew was hurting them. And what they were wrong about was mostly what they thought would make them happy, except for the children. They knew, but they always lost it on the path of growing old. And the wind blows cold after you wait too long. And the sun is burning brighter every day as it is coming for us all soon. And there will be fire and blood and floods and loneliness like no one has ever known before, at least in such numbers. And the elements will turn against us as most of us saw it coming. And this might be the last time, then another, and you wait, silence, maybe a few crickets still hanging on still singing a song. This moment is way past any electrical communications capabilities. This is distant drumming, moaning and crying, coming from across the darkness on the boldest of winds, blowing bodies 
all the way into the sun. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do an old ass poem. I got published in 1988 as an outro, um, just because I will, one day, hopefully never have to read this poem again once the lines of this poem become irrelevant. And uh, unfortunately, they are still very relevant today as they were the day I wrote them back in the 80s. This is called Patriotic with a question mark. Super America, super duper America, mega patriotic patriarchy super successful, super America, everything you have always wanted, being all it can be, so don't fuck with it. Super short hair, suit and tie supremacy, super America, superintendent of the domain that is imminent, superhero man is an American, super clean and white, super true and blue, super dead and red. Super duper super American. Super corporation of sanitation at the service station of the most winning nation, super America. Super duper death squad financier, CIA freelancer, super duper promoter of the super cancer, super, 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 super America. Capitalistic elastic waistband on the trash bag plastic super hysterical hysterectomy hysteria with rhetorical historical channeling into super America, superphobia about dysrobia in the suburbia blurbia, bubble trouble with super addictive wonder drugs, sweep it all under the rug and give your kids a super hug, super economical, religiously astronomical, periodical but methodical, super governmentality probing super deep into super decay of super decadence, super shocking, super holistic, holocaustic chemical toxicity in the immediate vicinity of super America, super duper in need of reparica, super America. 7-Eleven Intelligentalia of the super new, super size, super duper stormtrooper, super America, super amped out on the Southern Continental caffeine bean, America, ka, ka. super flag waving patriotism, always needs a bigger prison, super fucking America. Folks, if you want to unmute yourselves real quick and let the man hear it, his his eyes bore into you like an indictment on that poem, people. That's yes, yes, yes. Looking just a little crazy there, man. Shades of Allen Ginsberg. Yes. As 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 Vanessa, as Vanessa as Vanessa said, coming directly to us from the late 1900s. <laughs> yeah. Now you know why I've been following you around for 10 years, 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, thank you, Razor. Thank you so much. All right, we got two more things to deal with. We got Mike. We got Mike Hewitt, who's going to close us out. We're going to do a quick raffle drawing for the Busking Blues, uh, and then maybe Jack will give us a few final words. Uh, Mike Hewitt, welcome 
welcome to the end uh, welcome to the caboose of the show what do you got for us hiya guys uh, um yeah i'm i'm here really because i want to show my respect to jack and uh, Peder introduced me a while ago to the um the podcast and uh, a chance to explore and listen to all the amazing amazing poetry and it's the a lot of the themes about social justice and oppression and stuff that were often present in those poems that I listened to um, really had a big effect. So I just wanted to give something back. So that's why I'm here. Um, so I've got my stuff's often quite angry and and uh, and dark and all that kind of stuff. So I'm afraid you're going to have to deal with some of that. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. We, we can. We, we, I don't know if we can handle that. <laughs> yeah because all, all you talking about fluffy cats and all that kind of stuff <laughs> not down to me all right yeah uh, uh i should just say a little bit right uh my sister and i came through some really unpleasant institutions as kids um uh catholic convents children's homes that kind of stuff um and it just so happens that one of the bunch of nuns that we uh had to uh, deal with as we were growing up um, also set up shop in in Canada and in the US uh, at some of those institutions are now where they're finding the bodies of dead kids in unmarked graves. So I'm a great one for trying to, you know, link up things and uh, see structural issues as well as just uh, not just focusing on seeing stuff as occurring between your ears and in this space here. OK, so this first piece. Um, uh, takes up some of that it's called burning churches they're burning down the churches now seven catholic ones to date arson is suspected with investigations underway the forensic teams are pouring in before smoke has blown away with politicians up in arms the media crying too a pope speaks to a crowd the least that he could do but I want to hear the crackles, see the ashes billow by, more red and fucking clergy with cinders flying high. Those dying kids never got such attention, all the authorities deliberately ignored. For generations, no police came a-calling, no forensic science employed, no politicians went a-roaring, no media certainly cried. Children's lives were discarded, their bodies dumped in unmarked graves. Inquiries will be promised, rigged affairs again. Institutions protect their rapists and their murderers go free. The churches are burning, please don't cry. They're just buildings that are lost. Don't talk to me of any sacrament, that blood-stained piece of cloth. So, uh, yeah, you, you get a flavour from where I'm, where I'm coming from. Um, now, let me just find you the piece that I want to read that goes with that. Yeah. So um, as I say, we came through um, the hands of some of these uh, religious people. And uh, yeah, I think you get a flavor for uh, um, my views on that. But when you try and talk about this to people, you have to talk through all the stigma, but then you also have to kind of find a way of talking through all the different discourses around this stuff that kind of limit you and constrain you. So this piece touches on some of that. And uh, see what you make of it. It's called Suffer the Little Children. Not all crime scenes bounded tape, sealed off from prying eyes. Some laid out bare for all to see, though many cannot or will not look. 
for this is no festival of the dead. Here, walking victims can be found. She, just a chalk outline, no inside, nor detail or feature, other than the bald, obvious fact. This is a crime scene, a murder. The body still moves, still breathes, yet she is dead. True, you could miss the clues. A casual glance would see the mousy figure scuttling by. Just another wife or mother in another life. Yet every night at home her body is reburied, preserved and pickled out of sight of good Samaritans, evidenced by nicotine-stained stigmata, a reef of tin cans and bottles, many bottles of supermarket holy spirit, touching her in her confusion as nuns and priests once did with taunt and stick. O oh, sisters of no mercy, every night the dead speak, in broken voices, the other side of care. Suffer the little children that today some would rather go away, be silent. No, not this day. Okay, folks, uh, there you go. Beautiful, Mike. Thank you. Oh, sisters of no mercy, indeed. Indeed. Thank you for sharing that, my friend. And thank you for thank you for being here and, and closing us out tonight with that. So pleasure. Very much pleasure, really. Uh, respect Beautiful. to you, Jack. And and to Fran and to the rest of you involved in, in the collective. Yeah, that's I guess that's what this is. I guess we threw a little collective together tonight. And that's uh and uh and it's and it's about our man here. So Beautiful. We have one little last bit of business because Wesley uh, contributed a copy of the Busking Blue. So get ready to take somebody's address, Wesley, or we're going to, we'll try to get it for you here. But uh, Lynn, uh, is there a name in the hat that you can draw out that would uh, be the recipient of this copy of Wesley's book? Well, I keep you in suspense for a minute. I just wanted to, to let you know, just to check in on the GoFundMe, um, we do have 22 donors and it's up to 860. So I think that is amazing. So, you know, just, just wanted to let you guys know, thank you to people who um, have, have been able to contribute. Um, you know, we're all doing what we can, you know, where we can, um, but, you know, it's real talk time, you know, obviously, you know, we're here for a reason and, and, you know, we, you know, we appreciate anything that you can throw into that fund um, because it's, you know, it's needed. And um, I did put the link to the GoFundMe wherever I could. I added it to the event on Facebook. I put it in the comments on Instagram. If you lost it, if, you know, you're one of those people, you just don't have your shit together right now and you need to do it later on. We get that, but it would be really amazing to wake up tomorrow morning and, you know, and, and see some, some, uh, new donations on there. So, um, Okay. Um, so yeah, this is like I said. Um, don't don't let's don't forget the art too. If you you guys got to see the art earlier, so um, all you'll really need to do on that is um, make a note in your in your donation to GoFundMe. I'll see it there, and we'll schedule an appointment to do the consultation. Okay. So that's how that'll work. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. And so this is the book. And um, like I said, I just got it right before I logged on here. Um, so I'm going to going to pull a name and we appreciate that um, very much. OK, hopefully this person is still here. Is Alexandra Seropoulos? 
No, she left. Uh, she left us some time ago. Yeah, I didn't think. All right. Well, sorry, sorry, Alexandra. We're moving on. Um, we love you, but we're moving on. Must be present to win. Right. Is Diana Zook still here? No, she left us as well. Oh, man. We are. Well, you know what? That's we're at the end of the night. We're at the end of the night. It's it's getting it's it's yes yeah, it's late. it's late. it's late. international event this is a very this is this is this is part of, this is closing the bar down really is Merrily Johnson still here I oh there she I is. see you. okay yes. well then then you are the winner however you need to connect with Wesley um you can do that or you can reach out to Paul you know we all kind of know each other we can make sure that that everyone gets addresses and and do all of that. Yeah, I didn't even know my name was in the hat. Oh, I put your name in the hat. Yes. <laughs> I put everyone's name in the in the in the cup. Yeah, Lynn, 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 Lynn was the raffle, the the the, the, the master of the raffle. <laughs> That's great. I'm very the happy. Master. <laughs> well, congratulations. And and again, thank you, everyone. Like I said, um, you know, if you're trying to find the link, um, it's it's wherever we could put it, but reach out, you know, uh, you know, if you reach out to any one of us and say, hey, you know, how can I get to the GoFundMe? And we're going to just before we kind of wrap up, you know, we're going to give Jack a chance to, you know, say some words, talk about, um, you know, whatever it is you want to share. So I'm going to turn it back over to you, Jack, but just, you know, real quick, thank you guys so much, you know, thank you for, for everyone um, stepping up and doing this for reading, for contributing, for sharing the event, spreading the word. Um, you know, that's all of it helps. So, all right, I'll shut up, Jack. <laughs> it's back on you. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to say other than I'm immensely grateful and quite frankly, a little, a little bit in shock. Um, the timing of all of this has done a lot for me personally. Um, so that in combination with just the fact that you're here, I, I mean, I, I run the risk of going into long emotional tears and all kind of bullshit. So we'll save you from that and just know that I love you all and I appreciate you. Um, please continue to, to spread the word. This is about a mission. This is not about Jack. This is about making sure that I got the resources because I don't have them like everybody else. I got disability I have to deal with and a lot of other issues that are neither here nor there. I still have the same mission. I have the same goals and I think we all share those. So let's all work together to further that mission. I love you all and I am so grateful that you were here and everything you've done to help and, you know, tap all your rich friends on the corner, you know, on the corner on their shoulder and, you know, sneak a whisper in their ear or something if you need to. But there's going to be, I, I'm a, once I turn on, I'm a restless whore. So I will carnival bark this shit <laughs> if you never know, and never get any writing done, which has been my problem for 18 years now. But, um, <laughs> That being said, um, we're I'm on a mission, and that that's more important. So, you um, you hold the space and you hold us up, Jack. That's 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 why that's, that's why it's, people are it's doing that. It's not about me, man. Let's build a place for the those come after. We're the union is all we're all we're only as strong as our we're only as strong as our 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 most struggling member. You know that's that's part of it. 
the, yeah, um, there's a lot of Buddhism to be learned in this whole experience. And you guys have taught me some very valuable lessons in how I perceive who my friends are and who they aren't. And I knew I picked the right fucking ones. And I'm really grateful for that. So grateful everybody, you, well, I'm done. I'm, I'm about to fucking lose it. So thanks. Big hugs, Jack. Big hugs. And, and thank you, everybody who contributed, who donated, who read, who just showed up to, here to, to be here to support our guy, to hold our guy up. Um, he need, we, you know, every, sooner or later, every one of us needs this. And it's, you know, look, what an incredible show. What an incredible rally we had tonight. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. That's, that's all I got. Thank you. Love you all. Thank Be you. safe these holidays. I hope to see you out there. Razor, let us know when you're coming back to California, all right? I, I'm actually supposed to be in California, so shh. <laughs> don't, don't let the state know that one of the probationers left. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll keep it on the down low. All right. Thank you, brother. This is my hash skull that I'm shaking after everyone. <laughs> so you guys know it's got a ball of hash in it. So. That's how I applaud you all. Much Take love, Jack. Heart, I always. love you, brother. Um, much love to everybody, man. Uh, I, my, this was my first Zoom poetry reading, just so you guys know. Busted uh, my chair. Oh, my God. This is uh, history. This is uh, Except for the five hours that true came into on the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah Jack got really was on the podcast. Well, that's see, that's that's why. That I mean, that's why he's a Jack. Jacks. Jacks has he has those little notches on his belt. Yeah, man, he's a man like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the funny thing is, is you know, Razor was having to take breaks for the baby and shit, so it just ended up being that long. You know, it was, yeah, it was going to be sweet, like man. an I hour. Love that. I love that. It's a great show. That if you guys haven't checked out the socially at distance podcast with Razor, you got to. It's really good. Razor. That really was one of the best reads you ever done. That. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. That no, really it. was. And you were I fucking agree. intense as hell. You look like you're gonna fucking kill everybody. I love it. I love yeah, that. Right? Right? That was the thing. Right now. That was the thing. That, that, pop, that popped well, off the screen. You're like waiting in the side just in case I collapse. <laughs> I couldn't have done this without Monica. You know. And I want to make sure you give her thanks as well, too, brother. Yeah. yeah, from all of us, from all of us. Come on, come on. We understand the struggle, you know? <laughs> I was just asleep. You woke me up. Really. I woke her up. Oh, okay. That super America thing yeah, always, I can never keep up. quiet on as long as, as long as the kids are asleep, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baby's still sleeping. So. Actually, just just reminder: there's people in Ireland on the line too. You think it's late there? <laughs> yeah. No, and I appreciate that so much. Like you know, hearing from the folks from across the the pond, and and you know, just all the imagery and everything. Like I really appreciate the you know, and that Jack brought this all together, man, and that this is. And his mission is to keep this this interconnectedness going and stuff. And I'm glad I, I could show up and be a part of that, man. See, see and hear everyone. Uh, the Zoom stuff's amazing. Thank you so much, Razor. Love you, brother. Yeah, man. I love you too. Good to see Much you, Razor. 
been a long time. Oh my it God. has. It has <laughs> been. been a while. For so many of us. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, been and, a, it's been a really long time. No. And I, crazy. I have not read out in public in a, lo- in a while. So <laughs> I think last time I saw you guys and you saw me read out was probably a beast crawl. Beast crawl. Yeah, and I remember your fiftieth birthday read. Your, your, I think it was your fiftieth birthday reading at the at the store club. Yeah, right there. that was yeah, that was yeah. a big deal. So the store club closed, but it's reopened again, so it's back. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm about to turn sixty in, on the twenty fifth. So that's how far. That's how long ago that. <laughs> that's, that's how long ago, ago that was. That wow. Do the stork for my fiftieth, Paul. We're gonna, I'm coming out. <laughs> Okay, you just yeah, you let us know when you we'll we'll do it. We'll do, we're gonna do it. it. Oh my and god, Razor will be there. Old. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But I will. <laughs> I will say. Uh, just... I, I I would love to go back there though. I mean, man, I miss Oakland. I I can tell you guys that I miss the town. I mean, well, I'm, 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 I'm living in Alameda and I miss it too. <laughs> <laughs> You're on Coast Guard Island? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, uh, the Coast Guard Island's between me and the city, me and the town right now. Yeah, but, man, that's rough. That's all right. That's all right. We, it's, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like being in the mafia, you know? It's like, ah, oh, you don't need to leave. We got everything you need right here. <laughs> I know. That bowling alley is pretty... Epic. Oh my God! Oh no! It's just turned into it's, it's turned into it's turned into douchebag landscape over there. That's that's all like you know. It's you you think just when you think you got out, it just sucks you back in. Like yeah, man, yeah. Oh, I just real. shout out to Richard, man. That new book, down. beautiful. Richard's got a new book coming out. It's beautiful, and and right. I've just. Iris has been sharing excerpts from Estee's thing with me, and that's a beautiful thing too. So I'm really man. excited about the next two things we got yeah. coming up. And you and Estee and Richard and Iris, and, and I'm lucky to count myself for all the uh, in the Beat Not Beat anthology that's going around now. Yeah, too. man. I I guess they're setting up a reading out in uh out in Wonder Valley, out in the middle yeah. of the mojave desert at the end of february and i'm gonna make it out to that so that'll there you be go. that'll be That'd nice be fun. yeah see if i i call rich and see if i can get in on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah it'd, it'd be, be a trip but hey do you know when that's happening it's at the end of feb the last saturday in february and it's last at saturday this dive bar in the middle of the desert called the palms and um Perfect. You know, there's no, plenty no. of there's BLM land everywhere. You can just camp wherever you want out there. So it's in February. It's actually uh, not too bad. Pretty, pretty not too bad, you know. Yeah. Although bring a blanket. Still bring a blanket. Oh, yeah. 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 At night. Yeah. Coyotes will drag you away without one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, them coyotes. We won't talk about all the other critters living out there. I get in trouble for that. Yeah. I mean, I was hiding out there for the last couple of years, you know, till now I'm hiding out in this place. Like, you know, I know, I know you keep them, you keep them, but you keep them, uh, you keep them on their toes, Razor. Every time I stick my head up, they stick a gun in my face. So I gotta, <laughs> you know, I don't know. How much longer are you gonna be flying under the radar? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. How much longer? 
Yeah. Uh, the end of February, it's like actually going to coincide with me getting off probation. So. Right on, man. Right on. <laughs> It'll be a, a celebratory, uh, you know, the, the man takes his foot off my neck again for, well, we'll see how long. I don't know. <laughs> Paul, Paul, drop drop Rich a message because uh, he and I have been booking these things. Just drop him a message. Let him know you want to read. I will. I will. Thank you. Thank you, SI. Appreciate it. Okay. We good? All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Have a safe holiday. We'll see you all out there. Thank all you all. I am so grateful. Thanks for coming. Heather, go to sleep. Thank you. Especially you East Coast. The Irish, the Irish people are just getting the the Irish are just getting started. Their day is just beginning. It's time for the breakfast cocktail. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. All right. Good night, I love everybody. You guys. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here so y'all can go home. All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for everything. Love everybody.